Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a football Friday and a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us still on 1250, still on 930 and pr927fm.com watch the program and be a part of the program with your comments on facebook live and on youtube got a lot of great stuff on our youtube page including interviews with mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell from this week all of our pirate radio live shows the brian bailey show and a lot more all there for you on our youtube page pirate radio tv subscribe there and of course on facebook we are updating the Pirate Nation on what is going on with stories and uh, also our live programming videos, pictures, all that as well. So uh, make sure you're following us there and check us out and be a part of today's program. All right. Uh, Charlie Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer is here. And we got some guests to get to on this program. We will talk some golf and some football in hour number one with mark greenheld from the golf shop radio show he will join us in route to myrtle beach so got that on the way in about 45 minutes or so tony dunn countycatchronicles.com will talk about the panthers final preseason tune-up and it appears we're going to see some baker mayfield tonight for the panthers when they take on the buffalo bills so we'll talk to tony dunn about that what's been going on this week in panthers camp and look around the nfl news and notes That'll come up in hour number two. Tail end hour number two, we'll talk to Billy Weaver, co-host of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Weave has been in the Windy City this week, and uh, in fact, uh, will join us from there. So we'll talk to Weave uh, coming up later on in the program. Morgan Aylers will get you ready for the high school Friday night bat, uh, schedule as he will have the high school huddle coming up at 6. We'll talk to him about week one. Also, week two of the high school season coming up tonight. Conley and Carrie in action right here on Pirate Radio later on this evening. Morgan will also talk Pirate football with us as uh, we are just a week and a day away from ECU and NC State. Brian North joins us on the program in hour three as well. So we are wall to wall. A lot of football talk and sports talk this three hours today on Pirate Radio Live. Charlie CJ, hello fine people uh shirley's pecking she's got it <laughs> i got oh. it i got it what's up nothing much happy friday sup happy friday it'll be a happy friday for one lucky listener and caller because in hour three we've got an 18 pack of 12 ounce bud light bottles that can be yours so stick around for that and you will be rewarded in hour three cj how you doing man good little little tired little groggy we are all struggling for some reason just a little bit struggling was the party last night and we all hung out too late well troy troy was telling us earlier in the week that it was going to be thursday so i showed up thursday i partied by myself but i partied and now i'm feeling it all right uh yeah we're but we're gonna soldier through this (laughs) (laughs) i'm gullible what did I do last night? I watched. Uh, I didn't really do anything last night. What did I do last night? I talked to. I, the, wa- uh, I watched a baseball game. 
I did something last night I don't do a lot of. What's that? Have a phone conversation with somebody for over three minutes. <laughs> and that conversation was with Jeff Nadeau. Oh. Uh, because it, it did come out last night that he is back at Barstool Sports. And uh, he was just calling, talking about some things. He's got some big ideas for a basketball podcast. Really wants to make it to Greenville. And uh, just kind of chatting about some of that stuff. So, congratulations to the big man uh, back at Barstool. Also will join us throughout the football and college basketball season here on Pirate Radio. Um, so, I did that. You know, I mean, 2022, right? You just text. You don't talk on the phone. Right. Y'all talk on the phone to anybody? Um, Shirley, you're on the phone a lot. Like, you have a lot of people calling you. I have a lot of people that call me. I know yes. your ringtone more than I know my own <laughs> ringtone. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty bad, actually. Um, you need a secretary just for personal calls. Just for personal calls, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about putting Chandler in charge of that, uh, just giving him one more thing to do here uh, at the studio. But, um, no, I I get a lot of phone calls. I try not to stay on the phone for very long unless it's something that really needs d- discussion. Uh, like if there is a big, juicy piece of gossip Ooh. that comes my way, then... You're going to have to spill the tea, and I imagine it's going to take a little more than five minutes. So, okay. uh, Can't include all that in the text. That's yeah, got to be a phone no, call. That has to be a phone call because there are there are follow-up questions that need to be asked. <laughs> there are details that you can't necessarily articulate in text messages. So, you know, that, that requires a, a phone call. Right. But uh, – and that's about it, I think. I mean, most of my phone calls are fairly short – um usually it's a niece or nephew wanting money (laughs) another thing i rarely do and i was gonna do it the other day live on the air but it was about to say cj's phone number on the air so i cut it off but voicemails i don't listen to voicemails nor leave voicemails i don't instead of leaving a voicemail saying call me give me a call back thanks just text the person Right. Give me a call. Originally. <laughs> right. Oh, I now, just... I, I do get voicemails, but my problem is, well, first of all, my phone has decided to just do whatever the hell it wants to do, because normally I will get a little icon in the top corner of my phone that tells me I have voicemail. I don't get that now. And so a lot of times I'll miss voicemail primarily because, I, you know, I don't get that notification anymore for some reason. And um, I've never done anything to to require it to turn off, but uh, so I'll miss it. You know, usually it's like doctor's offices, things like that. But you're right. I I don't uh, I don't leave voicemail at all. Um, Usually I'll shoot a text, but I'll listen to it if I have it just in case. But for the most part, I don't ever know when I have them. Here's a question. So my dad randomly uh called and i answered and he said hey do you have a um a home a house phone a what do you call it landline well yeah and the actual phone and uh, oh the phone itself that he could use it was something to do with like programming an alarm at his fish farm and he needed a landline phone to do it and i was like great question let me ask judy because i have no idea <laughs> and she knows where everything is in the house and of course found it and uh, but cj in your residence right now do you have a landline absolutely not <laughs> we'll Surely, never own one you're do you do you An have actual a landline, landline yes. or a phone 
do you have well first do you have a landline no okay well then you don't have a phone i have one but it's one that i used ages ago you have the phone but you don't i don't it's not use yes i wonder what percentage of people you know listening right oh (laughs) hey that was shirley's ringtone what do you know uh getting a phone call in the middle of the show how rude so we're not using the phone at home so that's zero percent of us using a landline uh 66.66666 percent of us have a phone that we're not using good math so i wonder what those uh those numbers look like across the board with landlines now. i do i do know someone that still has a landline well, sure so and do, it, and it well. cracks me up because my her grandma ex- <laughs> <And> my- <laughs> it, this this woman is older than yeah. i am i'm not gonna say how much older oh my god is this a setup <laughs> yes because it's cj so i wanted to hear it again <laughs> it was popped, a setup it popped up it said cj i'm like come on man <laughs> yeah it's a tegan and sarah song um it's called closer by the way um but she said the reason why she has a landline is because in case there is a storm and the power goes out she can't charge her phone she can use the landline to call if she needs help and i thought okay well that's kind of a rational explanation however the rest of us have cell phones, and if the power goes out and we can't charge our phones, there's no one for you to call. So it's kind of a 50-50 deal. So but her that phone was that was her rationalization of keeping a landline. The only reason is for disaster prep, which that's basically fine. That's yes, yes. Right. I like it. A backup plan. Uh, so the Chan Man is not here today. He is doing PA uh, for a EC volleyball game. Yep. Uh, do we have a score update on that? Uh, actually, give me a minute and I'll that, hit you one. That was a um, a fake question, a rhetorical question. Oh, I know the answer to it. Oh, oh. what would what would that be? Um, well, let's see, CJ. Do we have a score on the game that's happening right now? Oh, it's not till five. Oh, wait, the, game, no, that the game's can, not no, till that, five. That can't um, be right because Chandler's not here. <laughs> Because he went to go do a PA for a volleyball game. Oh, I get it. Because it was a joke. <laughs> so what is so what is say what? What's the score of the game Chandler's doing, Shirley? Right now, well, since he's not here. Uh, what's going on? Well, as it stands right now, <laughs> there is a volleyball game that's going on that, as we speak. So Chandler's doing that game. No. What? So when's his game? Five o'clock. What time is it? Three eleven. Why is Chandler not here? Are we doing the Rage Room right now? Hold on. Is this game on the road? Is ECU playing at, like, <laughs> NC State? No, this is at home. It's at Edmund G's, right? Is there a bad traffic today? Is no. that, oh, is he walking to the game? <laughs> Hitchhiking. What in the world? Oh, I really hope he's not listening right now. Because he was here earlier when I was making promos, and Chandler was getting a little upset because he felt like I was singling him out on some of the promos. <laughs> aka mr long snapper you roast the um, ones you love i i roasted him on the promos and now he's getting roasted he's not even here it just seems like <laughs> um, a, I... now in chandler's defense he was told to attend he was supposed to be there at a certain time and that was what he was told to do now I whether mean, dude, or not he starts at details. five what time is that i don't uh, i know 3 30 i thought 
Oh, here we go. We got an update from Chandler, who is tuned in. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh, what? He says, I was told to be at Minji's at 345, you asshat. <laughs> Directly referring to you. He called you an asshat. All right. Well, I understand now, Chandler. By the way, what time is it, Shirley? Uh, 312. Oh, okay. Chandler, you still have 33 minutes. 34 minutes to get there. What's the problem? Am I the ass hat? I guess I'll wear the ass hat. I just hope you make it on time, man. Like the Oregon truck. Don't dive dysentery on the way to Minji's. I wore that shirt yesterday. On that long Oregon trail to Minji's Coliseum. Well, I mean, I'm sure he has to get a snack and, you know, a eat something. Eat something. Eat something. Eat something. Eat something. Um, you know, he he needs to get fueled up. <laughs> I guess he's answering my question of what he said. Wouldn't have time, dog. I to got, eat? He did say he has to walk over. Oh, yeah, this you have is... to park like a million miles away just to walk over there. You park at Minji's. No, not while school is in session because you'll get towed. Or you'll get a ticket. This is all bogus, man. All bogus. And I'm telling you because I have to do the same thing tonight. Chandler, I'm just joking, man. We're just joshing you. But uh, seriously, show, come to work. Show up to work sometime. <laughs> This is back-to-back Fridays, by the way. Well, I've got a couple of Fridays I'm going to miss, I hate to tell sure you. Sure you are. Everybody does. Except you? Yep, except me. I'll be here. CJ, when's your next Friday off? I know it's coming. Mm, not for the foreseeable future. Right. You're not You're not bitter, are you? <laughs> no. I just enjoy talking <laughs> junk. I think we should yeah, all I, take next I, Friday I, off. All y'all take Fridays off so I can keep talking about it i enjoy it i'm gonna yeah, go watch good. another day baseball game yeah <laughs> or take like six hours to drive two hours to go to richmond that's right okay just checking jenny says what about the three hours we work before you wake up potentially jenny <laughs> yeah clip it's about to get too real so let's not oh no i just went cross-eyed hey look jenny <laughs> I know you're in the trenches. I know y'all work hard, and uh, I just enjoy picking on people. So, you stay in the trenches. I'm gonna stay here in the AC doing nothing. Keep doing you, and we you all do get you, it done. Boo. We all do, we all get it done. It is Friday. It is time for high school football. It's time for Conley football coming up tonight. One and zero after a nice win against Laney last week. Conley will take on Carey tonight, right here on Pirate Radio. Rose and Cleveland. You got a couple of powerhouses going at it there. West Craven at South Central. Cleveland Rocks. Both teams 0-1 in that game. Somebody's <laughs> going to leave 0-2 between the Eagles and the Falcons. Northampton County is at 1-0 Washington. Manio is at 0-1 North Pitt. It'll be Aiden Grifton looking for their first win of the season against 1-0 Kinston. And Farmville Central, the Jags, trying to get their first win of the season as they are at North Lenore. Yeah, they had a tough outing. Uh, Ron tough Co- outing, Jeff. Coach Ron Cook said that, uh, you know, they had a real good, I guess you could say, you know, camp prior to and a couple of scrimmages and everything looked good. They looked really good. They didn't turn the ball over. And then first game of the season, they cough up the ball three times. And you just can't fumble the ball that many times and be able to, to catch up. So 
looking for that first win. C.J. Wilson looking for his first win at North Pitt. So it's going to be a lot of high school football tonight. Looks like the weather's going to be pretty decent tonight. So we don't have to worry about games getting moved up and shuffled around and all that stuff. Wow. Could we really have back-to-back Fridays to start the high school football season that go off without a hitch? You know, Miracles we'll happen. find out in about two and a half hours, but I think so. Miracles happen every day, and they're happening on back-to-back Fridays here in Eastern North Carolina. That would be fantastic. Keep keep an eye out on your Havelock Rams. Looking to go two and zero. Need to give us a weekly Havelock update because I'm only going over Pitt County and Washington High School. Uh, who do they play, CJ? I believe it's West Carterets. Okay. Last weekend, last Friday was a forty-two nothing win over Croatan. All right. Okay. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay, so you have a West Carteret, you have an East Carteret, correct? correct? Okay, which one isn't one of them in a different division? East Carteret, they're they're a very small school. West Carteret's in Moorhead. Okay, so West Carteret. Okay, so at one point, I'm sure East Carteret was probably two A at some point. Probably. Okay, that's the one that we always loved going to when we were in high school because we would have to take the bus and leave at like 11 o'clock in the morning because you know those buses only went 35 miles an hour oh they're out there yeah Yeah. and you had to drive so it took all day for you to get to Mm -hmm. the school play a game and then half the night to get back chandler's team they used to travel i think two days before to get to their destination (laughs) on fridays oh whiteville yeah wherever he would uh clayton roseville rose hill where where fayetteville where where is he from again they would leave uh wednesday night i think philippines to get there oh okay uh jp2 john paul the second will play on the road tonight at northwest halifax so uh they are one and oh after a win last week so good luck to all the area high school football teams and uh hopefully uh folks if y'all are uh bored looking for something to do tonight want to watch some live football go support your local high school team all right um other news and notes well i tell you what we'll get to this in our ec report ruffin mcneil spoke earlier today i think we got a couple of cuts to play there yep. from uh ruffin mcneil wearing the red now and also more mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell so we'll get to that when we return on pirate radio live talk some pirate football get you ready for the pirates and the pack going on a week from saturday week zero this saturday we'll talk about that during today's show as well more to go on a free beer friday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear now back to the show welcome back vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard you can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping RV space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live, Free Beer Friday, Football Friday edition of the show. Cliff Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here, the Chan Man, doing some volleyball PA 
well later today at five o'clock did say he had to be there at 345 it's 324 he probably could be here now and still get over there but look he's 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 doing what he has to do uh steve hill had a score update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by da buck da buck no score in the volleyball game chandler's doing it because it starts uh hour and over an hour and a half from now but he did say the score is chandler one pirate radio live zero so <laughs> chandler with an early lead on us <laughs> how is it that he got the point and we didn't because we're Be- here oh, because and he's we're not. here and he's not yeah. okay I was gonna, I was gonna hey, say. after the show, we might have time. Let's go to Minji's and Heckle Chandler doing PA. Well, I have to be there anyway because I'm doing the <laughs> 730 right. game, so well, you might as it. well join me. So Chandler's game uh, is not ECU related, correct? It is part of their tournament. but Yeah, it's, it's part of their tournament. So you got an ECU game tonight? Yes. The, and you, so of course, know who they won. play. And you don't have to stall and look up who they play, right? It's Furman. Ah, that a boy. Negative. Oh, that a girl. Towson. I tried my hardest. He is doing Furman and Norfolk State. That's the 5 o'clock game. And then ECU takes on Towson at 730. That's the one I'm doing. The Fighting Mascoviches. The Towson Tigers. All right, so uh, ECU volleyball in action. Soccer picking up a win last night on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Knocked off the Panthers of... Oh, high point. High point. Picked up a Only win. reason I knew that is because I actually read the article. There you go. Can you Well, re- actually I didn't know I didn't know what their <laughs> mascot was. Can it's you just, recite any more things from that article or No, I just read the headline. Ah, that's that a lot high different point than reading the uh, EC, I mean that ECU beat high point. Sound like you read it well? Yes. Uh, that's all I did. Well, I mean I I didn't want to go too deep, too much into detail because I was looking for other things. So well, I just glanced it. ECU knocks off high point i'll take it a dub they had a tough tough schedule to start the year they played duke and south carolina i want to say and got off to an zero and two start against two really good teams but uh picked up a win over the panthers last night so congratulations to them all right let's talk uh some pirate football earlier today ruffin mcneil uh did a zoom and was asked questions by a lot of greenville media folks and we got a couple of those comments you can see more of those comments and uh do we have it in its entirety actually we, you've got quite I a got, bit of yes. it yes okay well you so that's on our youtube yes. uh pirate radio tv but we got a couple of cuts here and uh, he talks about some of his memories as not just a coach but also a player uh with east carolina well um as a coach uh, a player, it was, it was great. I was learning. I had a great teammates. Pat Dye, Hall of Fame coach, was our coach. and We had a great team unit and success then. But as a as a coach, that first game you mentioned, Patrick, was big because it was a, my second stint as a head coach. I had served the interim at Texas Tech before then. But that was a big, 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 big day. Um, uh, you know, another day was when Justin Hardy broke, broke the record for receiving receptions i thought that was that was great and then the last day uh, anytime i had to, those seniors had to leave and it was our last game in dowdy ficklin it was tough but it was very memorable to me it was very special to me each group uh that hug that final hug of uh leading them leading them to to the next stage in their life like going from a lamb to a ram uh ne- the next part of them so 
those uh, things that come to mind quick. All right, Ruffin McNeil there on his memories uh, coaching here at ECU and also talked about controlling his emotions uh, when he's back here in Greenville at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium taking on the Pirates next Saturday. Well, you know, it's the first time I was thinking about when Annabelle had set everything up for the day. I know the question would be, could predict the question might be how would it feel. And I went back over 43 years of coaching. I don't remember... Remember, uh, well, I do remember a little, but as a player and a coach at one institution, and now as a coach, coaching against that has never happened before. So it, 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 uh, the, the, the emotion will be different. Uh, I know I have, like you said, BB played on that turf and, and also coached on that turf. So I'm sure there'll be some emotional uh feelings there you know uh, I was 17 years old the first time I played on that thing so that was many moons ago and uh, so I'm looking forward to that uh, and then I'll be able to tell you how it feels once I step on that I've never had an opportunity to ever have that comparison and and, and that mutual uh, competition or feelings that I'll have next Saturday all right, there is former ECU head football coach uh, and, of course, East Carolina football player as well, Ruffin McNeil, um, who will be back in town uh, on the NC State side of things coming up next Saturday. Just another storyline in this rivalry game to kick off the 2022 season. And uh, we're geared up here. We got our party next Thursday. We'll be here 8 a.m. next Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate taking you up to the kickoff and then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show myself weave shirley all the crew here at pirate radio taking your calls until the last caller is served and that should be a hot show uh with a lot of interest a lot of calls win lose or there is no draw so win or lose that's going to be a hot one coming up to kick off this football season uh want to get to some houston donny k and harold but I just saw this on uh, on Twitter. So this is y'all will see this video. This guy is uh, walking through a line. It's in it's a very long line. It's like a Disney Disney esque line, and they are waiting to get an autograph from Terry McLaurin. It is a very long line. Um, oh wow! It's twenty twenty two. We're older now, myself and Shirley more so than CJ, but would you wait in a line that long and that is a long line to get an autograph and if so who would be on the other end of that line signing that autograph i don't i don't think i'd wait in a line that long for an autograph maybe a picture but certainly not outside so you're outside on concrete in the heat you do have to factor that in now you're gonna while he's signing the autograph you could do a quick selfie if that's what you choose to do yeah or do you need to do an arm around like like me and my friend aaron jones at uh sub talks i would i guess i would prefer something like that if i'm gonna wait in a line that long i'd prefer it to be well that's the question would you wait in yeah. a line this I long have. to for an autograph your answer sounds like no no ben roethlisberger no heinz ward no um some rapper i've never heard of no <laughs> uh some soccer player nope all right I, nobody cj says no surely i have stood in lines now, that how, long how, when not outside though when? they were inside when uh the cons hello 
Hello, clip. Huh, excuse me. Come on, man. <laughs> the cons. So the the, the conventions that been going. the so events recently, that, yes. So you would wait that long. I have waited that long, and At, usually what we do is we what if it was out, so now if it was outside, I would probably complain a lot <laughs> um, but would you would you sit through it and complain or would you i would sit through it and complain now if it was now the question is would i sit in that line that long outside for someone i do not have an autograph or slash selfie for if it was abby wambach yes okay just because she is elusive when it comes to autographs and things like that so yes that would be someone i would stand in line for i just don't think I, but i'm smart i would bring a lawn chair and sit here's a question do you think you need the, a lawn chair with wheels so you could just roll right on up there like not even have to get up because right. if you bring a chair you're gonna have to keep like getting up and moving right. the chair. right but <laughs> a lawn chair a lawn chair you can fold up and carry with you once you get out of line and I, I know i'm just saying you duct tape some wheels to that bad boy why haven't we thought of this <laughs> why it, haven't we thought of I just did retract not retractable but detachable wheels <laughs> on a to lawn, lawn chairs, chairs. <laughs> yeah that way the next time i get in line for the uh equipment sale at ecu i got wheels i ain't got to get up it was just shark tanked it here all right so genius uh, move clip yeah i don't know if i i don't i can't think of anybody i would stand in line for more than like 25 to 30 minutes to wait for i was going to ask how do y'all think the value of an autograph has gone down because like well i'm not getting an autograph to sell it it's all about what like are you gonna sell it well no like i just don't really care about it's your personal value it's part of getting older and i think also times change too like our autograph like you said a picture or a selfie is better than an autograph now yeah. maybe that's that's how i view it i don't know if there are people who yeah because it's otherwise. so much it's so much easier to get a picture as opposed to an autograph now in terms of value i don't i agree with clip it just is personal value yeah i do have an autographed abby wambach jersey um but i wouldn't sell it i don't know how much money i would get for it to start with number mm-hmm. one but i also have like autograph stuff from sue bird and diana tarasi but you know to someone it might be a whole lot but for me it's it's the the personal stuff mm-hmm. so um and it's it's just so much easier it's quicker to get a selfie with someone uh than it is to get an autograph so uh, i kind of i kind of see it from both ends of the spectrum there there's a signed and this looks like now if you get something from a collections website and try to get something you're going to pay through the nose yeah i guess this is an authentic helmet uh terry mclaurin signed redskins helmet 349 dollars on ebay wow that's just i don't know Um, just don't have the interest in things like that as i once did i still got a buddy a couple buddies who are buying and selling base like cards nowadays oh really and see now baseball that, cards yeah that stuff. that's one thing i could i i can understand like collectible type stuff like a card or like uh i know big dog with the collectible figures yeah we'll take those and get signed i can see i can understand that stuff for sure um i'm actually looking at let's go soccer here just not your standard chandler um, how's your day been going oh Sorry. Not well, Chandler still has nine minutes till he has to get there, so he might still be tuned into us. I don't know. 
He could be snacking right now. He could be. All if right. you wanted a Mia Ham signed, uh, like photo, like just a like a little sixteen by twenty photo, right now it's running you about two hundred and seventy bucks. Good <laughs> lord! Wow. Brandy Chastain. If you remember who Brandy Chastain is, how much is a signed sports bra from Brandy Chastain? This one is a signed jersey. It's not a sports bra. Is it the jersey good, she removed? Not the jersey she removed. Okay. But this one's 180 bucks. Hmm. Um, you know, so and they've got other soccer ones like Messi, Ronaldo. You can you buy know. me a ham sandwich for about 250. <laughs> Well, wait that, a minute. Hold on. That's the kind of da, da, jokes we da, da, da. do here on this program. Uh, a signed <laughs> Megan. Do you remember during the World Cup when Megan Rapino? Let me give you a late run shot. Um, Megan Rapino, the 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 pose that she gave during yes. the World Cup. She did Randy Orton's thing and got cheered for it. Chandler. Oh, here we got go. Cheered. A picture of the Sports Illustrated cover with Brandy Chastain <laughs> with shirt removed. <laughs> yes. That, if you want it framed and everything, two hundred and fifty-five bucks. You want Megan Rapinoe's autographed and inscribed frame photo from the World Cup? That's three hundred bucks. All right, there's your women's uh, soccer. So, and that's just on the low end. Memorabilia update. That the reason why I went soccer is because I wanted to kind of show you the difference between yeah. you know what you were talking about and. All right, uh, let's get a couple of Mike Houston cuts in here before we take a time out, get to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop radio show. Uh, Mike Houston was asked, cut five, Shirley. Are the guys excited that the camp's over? You're starting to dive into NC State. Do you feel that excitement building with the players? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I, mean, I, was, I was so pleased. We talked about what we had to accomplish this week. And I was so pleased with yesterday's practice. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's getting more real. Uh, now, this time next week, it'll be real real. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, they're excited about the first game of the regular season, and they're excited about the opponent. So, uh, yeah, that's really helping. All right. Uh, I go, I believe, asking the tell the guy, older guys like Holt Naylor's, Jeremy Lewis, have already started to look ahead at NC State as the team starts to. So they've been doing a lot of their own film work they've talked about it here in the players lounge trying to get ahead now that everybody as a group is starting to watch film get ready for the wolf pack does it seem like these guys are maybe a step ahead of of others oh yeah i mean it, but they're like this like last night you got players calling coaches and looking at cut-ups of practice you know you, you watch practice today with them i mean they're they're wanting to watch it last night and wanting to watch some of the picture pages and you know some of the situations and stuff and so you know, those older guys, I thought really that was kind of the, the, the next step that the program took last year was the extra prep that I saw so many players putting in during the week on their own to where they knew the opponent so well on game day. And, and that's, that's the difference between an average player and, and one that's really prepared to play great on game day. Mike Houston was also asked kind of on that note, with all the upperclassmen on this year's roster, does he feel like he has a second set of coaches on the field? Kind of. <laughs> like an on the field. Yeah. No, I mean, it's you know what, I, what what you like is you know when you're when some of your best players are also your hardest workers and your leaders you know that's when things really start to go well and that's we're getting more and more of that and uh, you know we have these these pro scouts around here and I told the team today I said you know they don't ask me what kind of player you are you know they'll make that decision they ask me about your character they ask me about your work ethic your leadership 
They asked me if you're high maintenance. They asked me if you have issues off the field. Uh, and we and so many of the guys are being such good leaders in those areas. So, uh, you know, that's that's where, you know, the program really has taken a next step. Mike Houston there. We'll hear more from Coach Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell throughout today's program on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout when we return. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joins us. We'll give you an update on what's going on right now at the Tour Championship down in Georgia and uh, also talk some live tour and some football as well. Greenies Clemson Tigers have a primetime game week one. We'll discuss that and more when we return on PRL after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle shop near christie's euro club is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews along with wine and growlers the Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, we got some Bud Light to give away on today's program. We'll do it hour number three, an 18-pack of 12-ounce Bud Light bottles. Bud Light, sponsor of the Pirate Radio kickoff party. And also the Bud Light pregame tailgate. A couple of things coming up next week. About we're less than a week away from the party, and just uh, a week and a day away from kicking things off. Pirates and Wolfpack. Exciting time. We will talk uh, more football throughout today's show. We'll talk a little football and some golf right now with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on the Pit Electric Live Line. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing great. I'm heading on down to Myrtle Beach right now, so uh, good times. All right. Is this uh, business or pleasure or both, Greeny? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, obviously, this week is the uh, coming up is the World Amateur Handicap Championship. So, you know, me and about 3,500-plus of my closest friends are all traveling to Myrtle Beach. They're all playing in the golf tournament. Uh, I'll be actually broadcasting from Barefoot Golf and Resort. So, uh, fun times. Good stuff. I uh, hope you enjoyed that, Greeny. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, as we look at what's going on right now, as the Tour Championship going on in Atlanta, Georgia, and Scotty Scheffler got the head start and uh, is taking advantage of it. He is um, well out in front of the others right now. And it makes it really anticlimactic when it comes to who's going to win the event. I, I guess there are other players who are jockeying for spots and things like that, Greeny. I know we've talked about it in the past, but. Do you like the the staggered scoring they use here? I think the answer to that is no, right? Yeah, well, because you get some uh, – most of the time you don't, but this time you are getting it so far. You're getting the who can catch Scotty Scheffler open. I mean, Scotty went out and played a great round yesterday, you know, shot five, uh, five under par to get himself a five-shot lead, even though he only started with a two-shot lead. So Patrick Cantlay didn't have the best day, shot even par – uh, Xander Shoffley, who was actually my pick this week, had a nice round of 500 to get himself within sniffing distance. But, 
yeah, that's going to be the problem that you that you have the potential of getting is that if the guy that starts out with a two-shot lead plays really well and the guys right behind him don't necessarily play well, then it does become very anticlimactic and you don't get a whole lot of action over the weekend. Maybe we'll see if anybody else can make a little bit of a run and get back into it. Yeah, right now Scheffler is rolling at uh, 17 under uh, the official square, two under today for scotty scheffler all right greeny uh, all the uh the talk is uh is really about what's going to happen after this week right you do have the president's cup coming up in september and uh we'll see who is still around and uh who are the big names competing in that but um could be some more moves to the live uh tour after this weekend and starting to hear some stuff and, and greeny you're there uh in charlotte you're into the golf world have you heard any uh harold varner the third rumors this week uh, regarding the live tour uh i have not i you know we, we know that he had that conversation with tiger and tiger basically kind of pointed them in the direction of don't go that route and that's the other thing that's come out this week is, you know, we, we knew we had the big meeting. Now the details are starting to come out. We've seen, you know, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, talk about some of the changes that are coming. We've seen Rory. We've seen Tiger. We've seen uh, a lot of money being pumped in. We've seen, uh, you know, a potential for an indoor team thing that Tiger and Rory are putting on. And, you know, that's not going to be open to the live guys. So there's been a lot of things that have come out this week that if you were kind of on the fence or you were still considering live, you might have to reconsider that. I mean, I know that Rory had a sit-down with, uh, with Cameron Smith and had a, a, you know, a kind of a one-on-one conversation with him to see if maybe uh, he can maybe sway him a little bit from all these rumors. We don't know what came out of that. But, man, Cliff, when you look at it, like if Scotty Scheffler continues to dominate this week as he's doing, he's going to end up winning $37 million this year in earnings, right? you got to think with everything that's coming in place, everything that's been announced, that that number for somebody that does what he does next year is going to go over 50, maybe closer to $75 million. Now you're starting to talk that these guys that are getting, you know, uh, $200 million for a four-year deal for lifts, that's $50 million a year, suddenly the PGA Tour looks pretty good, and you still get to play in everything against, you know, the better players in the world right now uh, and in full field in 72 holes. So the PGA Tour starting to look a lot more lucrative than it did maybe even two weeks ago. Greeny, trying to, to wrap my head fully around this, um, this tech-infused golf league, uh, the TGL that you talked about a moment ago with Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy launching it. And it's going to be team events, uh, six three-man teams. They're going to compete. It's a virtual course. Uh, they will take place primetime Monday nights. And it looks like, uh, according to the article I'm reading, the matches uh, will likely be played between January and April, each of the six teams competing five times during the 15-week schedule. So it's still a lot to, to learn about this thing, and we're not fully going to know until we see it with our own eyes. But I don't know, is this uh, is it too gimmicky for you? Is it something you might be interested in? What do you think? Well, if people will watch uh, four quarterbacks play terrible golf, and, and raise a lot of money for charity. And I'm certainly uh, confident that if Tiger Woods is going out to hit a bunch of golf shots, uh, and what it'll be is the virtual shots will be the, the longer shots. They're going to have a full, like, short game area that will be actually live and in person. 
if people you know will watch all that garbage golf, they're certainly going to watch all these guys. Uh, and what do we like about that, Greeny? We like the access, right, the, to those events where the guys are mic'd up, they're talking a little junk, they're being funny. I'm assuming it's going to be a similar deal with this, right, as far as the access we get to these guys. Yeah, and from my perspective, I actually get to see the you know maybe you get to see more of the creative mind that goes into a Tiger Woods, a Rory McIlroy, a Justin Thomas, a John Rahm, these guys that are thinking about, you know, what are they thinking about when they hit these shots? What are they trying to do? How's it going to work? All this stuff, you'll start maybe to get a little insight into that, and I think people will flock to it, especially if Tiger's involved. I mean, and Rory, there's two of your, you know, your alphas on the PGA Tour that everybody likes to watch. Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show joining us, talking golf. Let's talk a little football. Greeny, week zero tomorrow. Got a couple of ACC teams in action as uh, North Carolina taking on Florida A&M and also uh, uh, Florida State in action against Duquesne. Charlotte uh, will take on FAU, so you got a little North Carolina flavor there. Clemson will get it underway coming up week one against Georgia Tech, and that's on a Monday night, Greeny. What do you think about Monday night football to start the Tiger season? I like it. Um, you know, you, anytime that your team can get a uh, be the solo game on a night, uh, I'll take it in prime time. And but you know, obviously we're in trouble because some seal at some place out in the West Coast has picked Georgia Tech. <laughs> Georgia Tech helmet. So obviously Clemson's in trouble if the seal's picking Georgia Tech. But uh, yeah, excited to see. Um, you know, the offensive line has been getting some rave reviews in uh, in the scrimmages. So that was one of the areas that was a concern, and, uh, and DJ's been getting a little bit of uh, love from the coaching staff as well. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Uh, remember, this was a game last year against Georgia Tech that we needed uh, James Skalski and, and uh, a couple of the linebackers to make some game-saving plays at the end of the game in order to win this thing. So hopefully it's not that close. Clemson should be able to get the 3-0 and against Georgia Tech, against uh, Furman and La Tech, and then... Uh, how about this three-game stretch, Greeny? And uh, there, there's other tough ones on the schedule, but at Wake, NC State at home, and then at BC, that eh, could be tricky. Uh, but that's a three-game stretch beginning uh, September, the end of September through early October, where uh, you're going to have some uh, some competitive football there, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, and, and Wake Forest is going to be without their quarterback, so that that's an interesting offense. We'll see if they keep their their kind of delayed offense that they run uh, that Clemson seemed to handle pretty easily last year. Let's see if they keep that in play or if they do something else. So that's going to be a deterrent for them. Uh, BC, for some reason, is always a tough one for Clemson to go to. BC never, never understood that, but we always seem to struggle up there in Beacon Hill. And then, obviously, uh, the Wolfpack is going to be – the, the one that you look at, but uh, it seems to me the Wolfpack has been giving Clemson a little bit of bulletin board material, which is uh, kind of a faux pas on their part, if you ask me. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Golf Shop Radio Show, Saturdays, 8 to 10 a.m. on Pirate Radio. Greeny, uh, what's on tap for Saturday? Well, like I said, I will be live in person at, uh, at Barefoot Landing down at the Barefoot Golfing uh, Resort, and we're going to talk to... Uh, Trey Evans, who uh, handles the uh, the marketing and some of the stuff for the resort down there, so we'll get some insight about that. As uh, Play Golf Myrtle Beach is our title sponsor now, we're going to go over to East Lake in the Atlanta area and talk to Dr. Bobby Jones the Fourth, who's the grandson of the great Bobby Jones, and uh, obviously Bobby's the one that created East Lake, and there's a lot of memorabilia and stories there. So we'll check in there for the Tour Championship, 
We'll check in with Bill Bender a little later tomorrow. He'll be uh, at the, in the beginning of the 9 o'clock hour, and then we're going to talk to Chris King and see how the world amateur shaping up as uh, they get ready to go, like I said, the 3,500-plus on Monday for the week and uh, see who comes out on top. Great, great stuff, man. Appreciate you joining us today. Have a great weekend down there at Myrtle Beach, and we'll talk more golf and uh, more football with you coming up next Friday right here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, Cliff. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. I'll have a uh, more in-depth, I guess, Clemson, Georgia Tech preview on the show next Friday. We'll also uh, be throwing it down to Tony uh, sometime next week. Chandler uh, had to be at Minji's 11 minutes ago, so he's not here today to do his Gary Hahn impression. That's a shame. Uh, but Tony Haynes going to join us next week on the program. Also, Gibby, uh, Bailey's old friend at uh, WNCT channel nine todd gibson now a reporter in raleigh we'll talk a lot from the uh, ecu perspective obviously but also the nc state perspective coming up next week game week right here on pirate radio live that is exciting to say let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk uh, some panthers football and some nfl with tony dunn carolina cat chronicles.com he'll join us here in the pirate radio studios and we'll look around at what's going on in the national football league when we return on prl on a free beer friday giving away an 18 pack of bud light in hour three of today's show a lot more to go back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Welcome back into the program. Um, all right, so North Carolina begins their season tomorrow. We, I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited about their game against Appalachian State Week 1. They actually get a tune-up game before that against Florida A&M. Have any of y'all been following the Florida A&M stuff on Twitter? Yes, I have. I saw a couple tweets, but I'm not, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. So there were rumors floating around earlier today that Florida A&M had like 20 players ineligible to play. And there was a chance that they might not even make the trip to Chapel Hill and players were boycotting and all this stuff. Um, So Pete Thamel says uh, Florida A&M... Well, how about this? Well, let's go to 2.20 p.m., so about an hour and a half ago. He says, sources, Florida A&M still hasn't boarded a flight in North Carolina for their game against UNC. There is an expectation that Florida A&M would be playing shorthanded, uh, more than 10 facing eligibility issues. Expect a decision later today. He then tweeted at 2.40, so about 20 minutes after that, Florida A&M will play at UNC this weekend, a school spokesman told espn um and then 54 minutes ago he says florida a&m tells espn the school will be without 20 players against north carolina because of eligibility issues 
Florida A&M will have eight eligible offensive linemen oh. for the game against North Carolina. Eight? Eight. Wow. Now, there's probably no line on this game right now, and when you play FBS versus FCS, sometimes it's harder to find a line anyway, and it'll come out the day of, but this line was probably already like 40, and now what does it do? Move to 55? They might not even put a line out. So did they specify point. what the eligibility issues are? Yeah, I don't know about that as of right now, but uh, I'm sure more will come out on it. But how do you? How does this happen the day before the game? Uh, it's very, very strange, but yeah. they have to make the trip because I saw people putting it from a dollar's perspective. And, and one writer said that including the – the money you get for going to chapel hill and 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 everything included in it this would be like one-tenth of their athletic budget for the entire year so it is imperative that they play this game so they're just going to put whoever they can out on the field so the school can get some money and uh and they can get beat by 67 points to north carolina tomorrow tony dunn is here hello tony hello did the maid service come in well, it's nice in here it's like clean the mics all pushed back everything's arranged nicely Maybe I tidied up. Nice, a bit. Well, good job. I didn't, but okay. Then yeah. don't actually. Act like <laughs> I said that. maybe. I know, but then we all knew that wasn't the case. <laughs> trying to take our credit. It's usually dirty in here. No, I mean it just looks exceptionally neat. Tony, you look neat. Thank you. Yep. Uh, T D. Before we get going in our Panthers NFL conversation, I brought this up with Shirley and uh, C J earlier. So this is a line. And there's the line, and it's it's a long line, and they're out in the sun and standing on concrete, and the line keeps going. It's like Disney World. you got to wait and wait. And this line is to get an autograph from Terry McLaurin. Poor guy. And it made me think, and I asked uh, our crew here, would you? is there anybody you would stand in a line for that long today to get an autograph? Totally. Other than Cam Newton. Oh, other than <laughs> was he going to be the guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was definitely. I have his autograph. That, did you get it personally? Michael, my son, got it. That's right. Okay, uh, I sent him. And this training is, camp. This is a funny story. We're at uh, Fan Fest, and look, I mean, they they go for the kids, right? They're, and that's what we want them to. You you hate those videos where you see like somebody snatch a baseball out of a kid's hand or. So the kids are all lining up there. Or an adult leaning in over right. kids that, to get it. That's an the most recent one, yeah. yeah. Um, so I knew that the way that it was set up, there's no way I'm getting this autograph. And so I took my kids to FanFest. Michael was probably only six or seven then. This was 2015, actually. So he's 14 now. Do the math. I'm not going to do it. He goes, uh, I told him I said this. I said, if you get me a Cam Newton autograph, I'll get you that $120 Lego set. (laughs) (laughs) And my man was like ducking and dipping and weaving through the crowd. And I got my Super Cam cape, my home man's Superman cape, Super Cam cape signed by Cam Newton. Very good. And Michael, by the way, is he into football at all? Not one one iota. Neither's my daughter. My, my my son is it. I would say at the stage, but now he's even getting to such a teenage stage. I was like, anything dad likes, yeah. he doesn't like. But then I give him crap for that, and he goes, "Dad, I don't live my life based on your likes and dislikes." <laughs> and I'm like, even then, you're still being a jerk about it. <laughs> yep, there's no winning in that oh, battle. Gosh. All right, Good so game. you've already got the Cam interview. Is there anybody oh, somebody else? Somebody else. Oh, let's see. Hmm. 
The fact that you're even thinking about it is kind of yeah, surprising. Yeah, you know, I would like a Barack Obama autograph. I think that would be cool. Really? That's a long line, though. That's a very long That's line. That's a real long line. But, I mean, if you're going to stand in line for, hmm, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit. Like, who means that much to me? You're right. There's not a lot. The list is not very long. Now, if I was, I was thinking about when I went to Redskins games as a kid, and I'm, you know, 13, 14, whatever, or younger, I would stand in the line for guys you've never heard of. Kennard Lang, defensive oh, totally, end, totally. Sean Barber, linebacker, and they're just guys that played like two years and were done. But to me at that time, that would have been amazing. Now, I wouldn't stand in line for like John Riggins, like the all-time greats. I would be upset if like I stood in this line and then had to pay 20 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the worst part about it. But that, I mean, that looked like the line to get in the game. That poor guy might not be able to catch a football after that. <laughs> His hands all crammed up. <laughs> Looking like the guy from Scary Movie. <laughs> I do get that movie. Reference. Oh, wow. I got it. Finally. I got one. All right, uh, Tony, you've been, uh, are you still, you came in last week kind of sour. Like I'm tired of talking about the Panthers. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a, you know, I'm a person. I'm not just a Panthers uh, reporter. I don't. Why don't you bring me on for me? I have other likes and dislikes, Dad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you are you still sour? Like, how you feeling? Oh uh, no, no, no. We're getting a little bit closer. Yeah, getting closer. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the layoff between? Like, this is it. This is your last chance to see the Panthers for a while now. Two weeks after? Is it two weeks? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, because yeah, usually it would be a full... But no, You're it's just a, used to seeing it every week. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. I wish they would... Actually, I don't know. I don't know what I want them to do. Maybe give training camp another week and then have it so that those games back up a little bit closer to the season that would be fun it used to be that every team would end on a thursday night and then play the following sunday right uh but now teams get an extra week so it's probably a good thing for us as a fan we are like dying for football at this point so it's frustrating and you know they're the the nfl despite us being critical of them in so many ways they are ridiculously good at juicing the most views possible and they they kind of let the college football landscape dominate for a moment like give them their moment you know let's let's get week one of college football out of the way and then then we come in and take over you're right i do have a complaint on that because hey i love complaining right actually i don't find you to be a i'm not giant complainer i'm really not um so tony week one you've got a slew of thursday by the way week zero is tomorrow are you aware of that i am there are real games and you said carolina's playing who florida a&m the rattlers and then they're playing appalachia appalachia state week one (laughs) so does week zero count yeah okay it's just a i don't know what the point of it is really but it's a thing it's football and tv so there's a bunch of games on thursday for week one friday ecu plays that saturday along with uh some other marquee matchups georgia oregon uh ohio state is is it ohio state notre dame Ooh, good one matchup um and then tony you've got yeah that's 7 30 abc on that saturday and then sunday you've got one game and you say we're going to let the NFL, you know, the NFL is going to let college have their day. Well, let's play some Sunday games. Yeah. 
Well, maybe not it. I didn't even mean their day. Literally, their day. I can't mean their moment as in the weekend. Yeah, I think but, we should have. So, Florida State at LSU, seven thirty. There should be like at least a triple header, but I think even more. Remember uh, the Hail Mary game, ECU Tulsa. That was a Sunday. That was wow. at noon. I want to say there is something weird about college football on a Sunday, though. Definitely. It does feel bizarre but for one week to kick it off i mean we don't have any other weeks with monday night college football games right clemson at georgia tech i understand that like a work day although that is a holiday but to have that as a standalone game fine but i've said i I wish for years that they would kind of stack that sunday with some games yeah in the same way as that we talk about this a lot with nfl football is the the slate of one o'clock games and i guess it's because everybody's got to play a home game you know or i mean you're playing home games and there's just a lot of teams on the east coast but um you would like for them what would be the problem with an east coast team playing a 3 30 kickoff or a four four o'clock for nfl yeah and just so you didn't have 12 one o'clock games and two four o'clock games how about this tony i've heard people discuss this i don't know how i feel about it but the Jets and Browns kick off at 101. Patriots Bills kick off at 115. Uh Washington and Philly what would be the benefit play of at 135. So you could catch the last it's play just, of every game. Pretty much, I guess. Well, we got red zone. You do. Uh, it's okay you're not on board i don't i don't know i feel like that's just too complicated at that point for who for For me (laughs) 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 all right i guess you're the person you care about in this scenario so yeah you know i've uh, but i've found this is because i'm covering like when you watch wait uh, do you watch all the games on saturday when you're covering a pirate football game or do you kind of stay zoned in to pirate football well i have to watch a game so i'm more so keeping up with other games as they're they're happening you do like so as like as the pirates are playing you're also watching other games more so checking scores than watching because i but you know i have friends that are talking you know they want the ticket they go to this and they want to sit i mean they're fantasy football people they want to see everything i have a hard time watching a ton of games like i just do better if i watch was in this zone and then i check the scores or flip over occasionally during moments it's hard for me to follow closely too many games at one time and that 101 102 103 (laughs) thing i don't even know how it operates (laughs) i would just do this is i would hope they would all be on different channels you just press down 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 and then you would do it again down down. all right how about how about this maybe that was too complicated how about three so how many so there's 32 teams. You have a Monday night game, a Sunday night game. So let's say you're down to 28. So that's 14 games. How many one o'clock games are there usually? And there's a Thursday. It feels night like game. there's like so nine. take away another one. So I then feel- you're down to 13 games. So the split is probably like eight to five or nine to four. Yeah, that's what typically. I feel like. So let's say, how about you go like three games at one o'clock, three games at two three at three or what if you did three at noon three uh three at three and three at five or something like that like i i i don't know i guess the or even two because it would it would almost be better to have like a dinner game <laughs> so like we're all you know instead of waiting until eight instead of the the end of cardinals 49ers 
that you don't really care about. Right. There's a game like in the middle of it that's good. Like where you actually have to devote your entire logistical day (laughs) to it. Like you cannot take a break. You're like even like... uh, I think the point of this is for me... Like, I want to see everything I possibly can, and when everything's happening at the same time, it's tough to do. I heard an interesting question someone asked this. Is uh, is there a show, like, and, and not like a specific episode, but is there anything else that you would watch over an NFL football game where you would l- deliberately choose? Well, let's, 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 let's play this out. What's the game? What, what's well, the matchup? Well, they said don't don't try to think of it as like crappy matchup or thing like that's just like the concept is nfl game versus the field is there anything that you would choose over it and i and and cj's no, in there shaking his head no. Uh, no well and this is more of a question i think tony for our ancestors because now we can watch anything at any time see that is the thing because i was sitting here going like, I mean, in theory, there is something I would probably... Like, at some point, I have to admit that there could be something that supersedes it. But it's the fact that it's a game, a contest, and it's happening then. And it's live. Like, it's just that when you watch it later, you're missing the moment. Yeah, So, watching I mean, it live is important, but a TV show necessarily for us, you know, is this like... This is a real question for us in childhood, though, Tony. Like... They're for our parents. The kids don't understand it, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call them ads and not commercials. Do you have the, uh, you got to watch the TV movie of the week on CBS? It's going to be a good one tonight. Or do you catch the Oilers and the Rams? I know. Man? Do you watch the, what was the Sunday, the, on yeah. the Friday family movie or something? So well, I remember really Sundays like, they would have some stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, and then that, how about how poorly, you know, we didn't get to watch anything when we were kids. <laughs> no, you watch like one man i don't even know if they put football on the tv barely you know what i mean it was like one game at yeah. one moment i don't yeah. even remember and i only have four channels anyway we didn't have cable for a long time that's where my hatred of the panthers began when they took washington, they took washington off washington TV. Away. yeah no wonder you won't join us it was it was brutal man now you should be thanking us <laughs> yeah oh. right don't have to watch that crap uh, I'm fired up for Red Zone, though. I love it. I, I watch Washington when they're on, but, man, Red Zone is such a, a great invention. It is a fantastic thing. Look, I'm looking at my little nephew on uh, Twitter right now from at Familia. If you go to Familia, uh, the first 10 customers that go in for a pizza tonight will receive a free ECU Beat State t-shirt. Um, also, just a shout-out to people listening uh, when it comes to pizza, guys underrated place familiar for a pizza i had, i got this maybe not underrated i heard you talking about this too. i think it's highly rated but it i had the supreme for the first time last week and so, they have like premium toppings yeah like it's not just you know like garbage it's awesome stuff but uh the thing that's great about it well you, i i won't say underrated that's the wrong word but you think of it as a restaurant so you're thinking about the entrees right but the pizza like go through the drive-thru window and yeah. get a pizza pie and it's not like i mean it's new york kind of style pizza not as stretched out maybe but it is gorgeous good good always delicious and i think i got my plan for the evening there all right go. hey how about that segment tony we didn't talk any panthers at all it was a good segment i told you i didn't want to talk about the panthers <laughs> and we did <laughs> uh we might be forced to next segment so uh okay. we'll take a break come back Oh, what you got, CJ? We've uh, got some breaking news regarding another team of cats, if you'd like it. Jaguars? Jaguars. Oh, I just guessed it. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars have claimed Jake Verity off of waivers. 
Is that the team we said earlier this week he could go to? Yes, we mentioned that, yes. Because they didn't have a kicker at the time. Yeah! Tune in to Pirate Radio, you'll learn a thing or two. Breaking. It didn't happen exactly the way we thought, but it ended up happening. The analysis is still there. Jake Verity, a Jag, and now he is competing against uh, that dude they picked up the other day that we called a bum. That we don't know who he is. That's fine. He's, He's going to win that battle. Jake is going to win that battle. Yes, he is. And be the kicker week one for the Jaguars. Breaking news. And Matt Dodge to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> no. Oh. Tom Coughlin actually murdered him. And, uh, <laughs> oh, he's not alive Buried anymore. him under a giant stadium. Uh, he's still in the jail at the Philly stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 1030 to 230. Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the sidebar has in Door dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the Sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at Sidebar.Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Free Beer Friday, Football Friday. It's all happening here on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up later on tonight, High School Huddle at 6 o'clock. And then D.H. Conley looking to get to 2-0 in the regular season to start their campaign. Taking on Kerry tonight. We'll have it right here on Pirate Radio. Also tonight, Panthers and Bills. Tony, you uh, you guys at C3 doing anything for we this are, game? We are doing the Friday free-for-all, which we have each Friday night at 7 o'clock. But we're starting off at 6.30 to get a little pregame action in and then doing a watch-along. How did last week's go? A big turnout and a cruddy game. Yeah. You know, is that the the Panthers didn't play any of their starters, really, or not many of them. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things with the preseason. It's like, I don't know what what I want out of it. Like, I want them to play the starters because I want to see them. But I also was thinking about this on the way over here as the Panthers are, like, saying, like, putting up play, like, all these players. Like, I actually don't want them to play because we know they're starting. Yeah. And there's going to be two weeks off anyway, so it's not like they're really knocking that much rust off. In my in my view, is I almost would never play my starters who I knew were starting the entire preseason. Uh, we were talking about this the other night at, at trivia at AJ's. Um, we talk about Tyler Sneed here because he's a pirate, and mm. it's fun to see. But uh, CJ, there's probably like like every team has their training camp darlings, and yep. Tony, you've had yours over the years, yep. and Washington's had some. But I bet there's a group of Steelers fans right now that, like, Tyler Sneed's their favorite training camp guy. You know what I'm saying? He's this little dude. He's tough. And that's how we do it in Pittsburgh, all grit and heart. I bet for a lot of Steelers fans, Sneed is that guy right now. I hope he is because he's – I mean, and I think that the touchdown that he caught last weekend would have really 
uh, set a lot of fans in motion uh, to be happy for him. And you saw the reaction. I think it span it goes to teammates too. Yeah. Uh, you saw the reaction when he caught the touchdown. I mean, everybody came off the sideline to go uh, huddle him, pick him up, hug him, all that stuff. Because so. he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, adorable, good at football, whatever you want to yeah. call it, it works. What did you know? They're probably the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are saying that's real hunt, uh, Hunter Renfro esque. Just comparing them to other oh, small other white yeah. white people. That's yeah. fine. I'll take Hunter Renfro out yeah. of him. Did you see the? I he literally know. did on the Igo song. That's true. <laughs> the uh, and I, well, I forget the name of the podcast. It's got Fred Taylor on it. I should know. I, li- I watch it a lot. Um, but they had. Um, oh, the, the are safety you? From, I saw a clip. Yeah, Derwin James. Derwin James, and they go. He goes, when you're looking at uh, elite receivers out there, and he says, like, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and they were like, Hunter Renfro? Yeah. He goes, you mean the encyclopedia seller? He said, he ain't selling no encyclopedias. Bro. <laughs> like, you he, watch film, don't you? Yeah. He said, put on the tape. You watch the tape, don't you? Uh, yeah, I did see that this week. Um, but now the reality of this is every team has these guys. Sure. Scratching, sure. clawing. Part of preseason – it's kind of bad to say, but like it's uh, it's just putting guys out there so your main guys don't get hurt. Like yes. you're just fielding guys to play a game that really you don't have any interest in keeping. I've seen dudes slay the preseason and then still get zero playing time. But there are guys that you didn't think were going to make the team that weren't even really bubble guys that just weren't make the team guys who in the preseason become bubble guys. And then there's one or two that will find a spot so really for someone like tyler Sneed, it's going to be can he contribute on special teams and you know his speed will be helpful in that um they maybe he's gonna to have to try to maybe I, I don't know have they tried him at punt returns or kickoff returns yes at all? uh some of the videos i've seen him back there receiving punts receiving kickoffs. he was so. good at that here and yeah. that's important right yeah. because that because he's not going to get playing time as a receiver much right. until the opportunity comes about so right. they you can't give a guy a spot on a roster to do one thing and that one thing is ultimately sitting on the bench yeah so the t- the special teams is, is going to be killer so if he wasn't able to do something like that, that's why some of the offensive linemen, uh, Deontay Jones is the guy I think who's for us. Is Deontay Smith? Deontay Smith, yeah. And that's like is that they probably want to get him in there in the rotation, but at the end of the day, like he's just going to be on the bench until he's not, and he has no other value. So yeah, and we'll be watching. We're rooting for Tyler Sneed. He's like a, you know, reminds me of a little baby bird. Yeah, I think something that. <laughs> Demir Bird? Bird. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love Demir Bird. I got Bird. the reference. I think something that uh, kind of has Tyler Sneed fighting up a hill as well is Pittsburgh. Obviously, if you need to pick a position group that they're known for producing well, it's wide receivers. Well, the the Steelers fan favorite right now is probably George Pickens, to be honest, yes. who is also at Tyler Sneed's position. Yeah. Was, he a, high, was he a higher pick, though? Second, Second round out of Yeah. Georgia. Well, he's better make the dang team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, but you got him. You've got Claypool. You've got Deontay Johnson. Johnson's Calvin their John- number one. Uh, Calvin Austin as well. Yeah. I could see the Steeler fans in Pittsburgh, like the guys who work at the steel mill, like latching on to Tyler. Oh, Shane, definitely. Like scrappy. He's all heart, man. He's grit. Yeah. Guts. Um, Tony, I, I, I like Ron Rivera. Good. But I'm, I'm really getting tired of this crap. What so, now? Like, 
I just saw this week we released Alex Arma. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. I, why is he even employed? Like, was he a fullback? Yeah. He's pretty good. I just hate this this former Panther crap. Just like you hated Matt Rule hiring everybody in his college uh, black book. Well, you know, I, I feel like since we've been on this conversation for so long that we realize that while we get upset about it, it's actually just part of the reality of football. Like, it's not just us. It's like everywhere you go. And, and the thing is, is sometimes the ties just aren't so clear, but they're there. You know, uh, you hire your kids to, to coach under you. You hire players. You know, yeah, you hire I mean, your friends to run the defense. Think about Ruffin McNeil going uh, to Oklahoma, and then uh, basically um, half of we're well, not half, but some of his staff members were there. You know, because they all like, like you. Hi, you can't hire people. You you know what you know, I know. right? So, but it's but annoying. I'm, well, they there's a lot. It is. It's like when the, when it gets to, it's just so apparent. The, that's why they call them the Commanders. Well, I guess I rather would have gotten a coach from another team that had really good players he could bring in. Yeah, <laughs> that would make me happy. Like, um, could you be? I don't know who would that. Be? I was trying to think of a good example. Like what of that. the team would be? And I can't right consistently now. good because the Patriots are down. It would just be like, can we get Andy Reid? Yeah, bring in Andy yeah. Reid. Um, but even a good segue with that is that uh, the continued nepotism that we're talking about is um, Denzel Mims has requested a trade from the Jets. And guess who picked up the phone and called? Who's that? The Carolina Panthers. Why is that? Because, well, I mean, why? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're interested. B, um, Matt Rule coached Matt Baylor. There we go. Hey, you remember me? I'm Matt Rule. <laughs> Come on down. The price is right. All right, so... Is there, uh, while we're talking about training camp, darlings, Tony, as you're watching last week for a lot of guys on the field that aren't going to wear Panthers jerseys this fall, has there been any guys that you've latched onto that you like? Is there no, a podcast think, favorite amongst the uh, Yeah, I was going to say, Clip has worn me down enough to yeah. where I don't care about anybody other than Demir Bird and Cameron Artis Payne, and they're no longer with Cap! Him. Where's Cap? I Is know. he in the USFL, yeah, XFL? Man, what a, Scott, what a screw job. <laughs> I tell you one thing is I tell you the reason Cameron Artis Payne did not make it on the Panthers is oh. I think he uh, must have slept with Ron Rivera's daughter or something because he would definitely be a commander right now if he hadn't. Well, I don't know if he did something. This is I've never seen this before. So he's on the Montreal Alouettes in the CFL, oh, but that. it says roster status suspended. Maybe he slept with that coach's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't um, stop. The one I think for everybody is everybody talks about Shy Smith. Shy Smith, he's a former South Carolina Gamecock, smaller receiver. We're not, I mean, he's not tiny, tiny, but he's not a big guy. Uh, but he's had, he's like a super fast receiver. And he, you know what? He's really good. He's pretty darn good. But the problem is, is you're fighting on a roster that's got those spots already taken. And then we got the Higgins guy who's from Cleveland Shot. that has, yeah, and has connection like has a um you know kind of the chemistry with baker mayfield so it's gonna be tough for them for us i think some other things is just um you know there's some injuries in the secondary so you're looking for hopefully a guy to stand out but there hasn't been a for us it's maybe more about rookies who have been more impressive that we think might um climb the depth chart faster than normal brandon smith being one of those a linebacker that was drafted out of penn state and um, 
Cade Mays is an offensive guard that has, can play center and do a lot, and a lot of people like him. But no, no, this year it has not been. And I actually made this observation on the podcast a couple, maybe even two months ago before we even started. Is the roster feels like the most final it's felt right ever. it's like we know i mean outside the most the biggest concern and question was that the one position you didn't want the question at and that's the quarterback but other than that it's like we know who the dbs are we know who the offensive line is ultimately now you feel like you know the starting lineup pretty much has baker shown the baker swag since he's been in carolina has he done anything camp talking and i don't know i hadn't been following i guess but i hadn't heard much from him Maybe he's saving it for week one. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much. Um, I'd have to really kind of study on how much that's a reality of like what what is the Baker swag? Is it being a jerk? Is it being confident? Like, yeah, I I feel like he's been a mature. He's done all the right things. He said all the right things. He has not shied away from things, but. Um, no, he's just got charisma. Yeah. That's the thing. Is uh, no, but he hasn't like shown out yet or something. And I think, I think he, he's a fun guy to root for, and probably easy as well. When things are going good, everybody's easy to root for. But you you want him to succeed, you know? Yeah, he's just and he's smart. And uh, so he was talking about uh, talking junk with some of the defensive players, and he's like, I talked junk with Shaq. He said, you got to go after the top dogs if you're going to talk junk. And I thought that was funny because it was like, man, imagine Shaq talking junk. He's like such a quiet dude. I don't know. And then he was like, and Dante Jackson, he talks junk. But you know what? He don't ever shut up either. <laughs> so, so he's funny and yeah. he's like endearing to a certain degree. So like Carson Wentz, not great. that fun to root for. Baker Mayfield, fun to root yeah. for. Carson Wentz, boring. I'm having an issue with that. I'm going to come around. If he throws a touchdown week one early, I'm going to get on board. But right now, I'm, I'm struggling What do you it. think about Ron Rivera stepping outside his comfort zone and giving Sam Howell reps with the ones at one point? Is that meaning? Is that meaningful at all? Sure. Yeah. I, that sounds, that's fine with me. I mean, I, I mean I just, but like, does that mean that are they, are there any doubts? Or did, oh, we talked about the, we, we talked about that press conference. Maybe today. he's ready to get rid of Haneke as the two. Oh, finally. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Okay. But that's actually a good way of thinking about it. No, that's fine. I mean, it wins is uh, certainly your starter there. And, uh, and, so that came after Hal's performance against the Panthers, yeah, right? So that's pretty good. Maybe they are putting more on his plate. I don't know. Good. Uh, hey, that's promising. I mean, right? that's what you drafted him for is yeah. to move up the depth chart into the number two spot. That would be something if he supplants him, like, and, and Heineke's released. or Yeah, know. and then Wentz goes down, and then he comes in. <laughs> oh, and God. Now, okay, let's, I don't know. Well, I mean, that. that is actually a real possibility. With Carson, Carson Wentz has gotten hurt before and had to leave. Yeah. Well, you know what? He can play without ankles. Mm. The best, the best injury report ever was Carson Wentz. What was it? Ankles, like parentheses ankles. <laughs> yeah, it's not like just he, one. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> multiple. <laughs> it was the same game. He hurt the left one, and then he hurt the right one. <laughs> it's like Allen Iverson. You're the one that made the joke, dude. To me. I, I, I love that's it. a long time ago. I love it. He got crossed up by Allen Iverson. Yeah, and lost both <laughs> yeah, his ankles. ankles got, I have no legs. <laughs> I have no legs. Oh yeah. Now, what's that? Uh, kids. I think so. Yeah. Kids reference. Yeah. Well done. Tony, um, all right, so once again, tonight, 6.30, YouTube, easiest way to find it. Yeah. Uh, C3 Podcast going to be live watching Panthers and Bills and talking to you. 
Yeah, uh, we actually have some cool things going on right now. We have a membership program. Like you can join the C3, become a C3 super fan. It's really a loyalty thing. It's like a, but a small way instead of asking people to donate like 50 bucks or something and asking somebody to make a big sacrifice. $1.99 a month, man, really helps grow the Panthers podcast. We've crested 4,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. And man, like our, our numbers are just are killing it right now man we have over 250 people watching live all the time and it's just fun so we just want people to be part of the community uh cj next friday tony next friday division winners playoff super bowl predictions and then the following week week one picks picks which tony says he will beat me this old prediction never never my friend although i will be i'll be up by like 20 games at one point in the season and i kind of take september off and then october yeah he just comes along he's a ron rivera team you and russell wilson are the exact opposite that's about (laughs) the only month he's going that's right that's true uh so get your predictions ready for next friday we'll have our prediction show for nfl all our picks and then two weeks from today we're picking week one games in fact next week I guess we'll be picking uh, the Pirates game, Cowboys, uh, Bucks too, because that'll be on a Thursday night. Ooh. We'll have a game to pick. Take Love it. it. All right, good stuff. Thanks for hanging out, yeah, Tony. Thank you, Tony Dunn. CarolinaCatChronicles.com. C three. Check them out tonight. We'll take a timeout. Come back when we return. Billy Weaver joins us on the Pit Electric Live Line. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you. Football Friday, Free Beer Friday edition of PRL. And uh, we'll talk some football with Morgan Aylers and Brian North in hour three of today's show and give you an 18-pack of Bud Light bottles. All that on the way, our final hour. Let's wrap up hour two with Billy Weaver, who joins us on the Pit Electric live line. Pit Electric is your trusted electrical partner since 1981 and Eastern North Carolina's premier electrical contractor for the past 40-plus years. Pit Electric is hiring. Join the team today by going to pitelectric.com. Weave, how you doing, man? Doing great, Clip. Hope you are, too. Yes, sir. I'm hanging out in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, Tell everybody what you've been up to. I am actually in a hotel room right now in Chicago, uh, about to head back to Greenville for for the weekend. I'm in training uh, in my new role as a uh, pharmaceutical rep. Uh, we talked about that earlier on your show. I um, The medications, just to, to uh, be quick and easy about it, I sell poop medication. There you go. So, so uh, it's been a lot of fun, but of course... Uh, you know, being up here in Chicago, one of the things on my bucket list, uh, sports bucket list, of course, is to be able to, to see a game at Wrigley Field. I've been to Chicago before, but when I've been to Chicago at other times, the Cubs were not in town. They were in town this week. 
and play in the St. Louis Cardinals. Awesome series. So on Tuesday night, I got to go to Wrigley Field, watch a game between the Cardinals and Cubs, and it was absolutely amazing, man. It, it's just, like I said, got to cross something off the old bucket list. Cubs are uh, pretty bad this year, Weave, but yeah. they they were known as the lovable losers forever until they broke through, won the World Series, but and known for having great crowds there, especially like day games in the summer and uh, – and no matter what the record, fans are there. So is that is that still the same weave? Is it still like a, a pretty good crowd, even though they're seventeen games under five hundred? Well, the crowd was amazing, um, and I don't know if that's typical. Obviously, um, I'm not here on a daily basis to see. You know, there are 162 games a year. Of course, 80 what 81 games a year home at Chicago. I know they still draw very well. Of course, with the Cardinals in town, that's a big rival for them. There were a lot of Cardinals fans as well because here in the state of Illinois, there are you know it's not that far from St. Louis, uh, so there are Cardinals fans around here. So there was a good contingency of Cardinals fans. Uh, but that place was near capacity. I've got video. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook page, I think I might have. I need to put it on Twitter. I'll put it on Twitter and tag you guys in it. But I took some video of the crowd. It was awesome. The atmosphere was electric. I tell you what, I couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere. I guess aside, of course, from you know playoff game, World Series, but for a regular season game, uh, couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere. Unfortunately for Cubs fans, they got beat 13-3. to A uh, buddy of mine that's going through training up here, he's from St. Louis. He has the St. Louis area. So, of course, he went with me. He's a big uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan. He was loving it. Uh, the only thing that disappointed me is that I didn't get to see, um, you know, Albert Pujols yeah. have won at bat late in the game. Uh, but it would have been nice because the night before, the Monday night, he actually, uh, Pujols actually hit a home run in that series. And, of course, he's, you know, everybody's wondering if he can get to 700. Uh, there was some really cool video that I saw that online of at Wrigley Field, uh, Pujols gave his jersey to a young fan uh, in the stands. That video's kind of gone viral. But overall, an amazing atmosphere. And I had a Chicago dog. Uh, so I had a Chicago dog, a nice uh, Budweiser beer uh, in in honor of Harry Carey. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm not a Budweiser fan per se. As far as you know, I mean I like Bud Light, um, but I had to have a Budweiser. It, it's just like if you it's it's tradition, you know. And of course, there's the big Budweiser sign in the outfield uh, and some peanuts, man. And it was I tell you what, it was one of my all time favorite baseball experiences, definitely. Billy Weaver crosses off Wrigley Field on the sports venue bucket list. So uh, what's next, Weave? What's that uh, list? What's still on that list for you? Well, as far as baseball, uh, obviously Fenway Park. I haven't been there yet. Um, and Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium, for some reason. I don't know. I just kind of want to go there. I've been to Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium. I've been to new Yankee Stadium. I've been to both of the Mets ballparks, uh, the Braves. I was at the you know interesting uh, tidbit of information. I was at the very last game ever played at um, – at uh, Fulton County Stadium. That was in the 1996 World Series Game 5 when Layritz hit the home run. And then in Game 6, we went to the World Series to see uh, the Yankees close it out in New York. But then uh, the very next season, I was at the very first game ever at Turner Field. So uh been to both of those stadiums, uh, been to a couple other stadiums. But I think the biggest one on the baseball bucket list now, of course, is uh, 
is Fenway. Billy, we were joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. We'll be talking to you folks next Saturday on the Pit Electric Live Line following East Carolina and NC State. We'll have a full day of coverage beginning at 8 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and, of course, with you after the game on the fifth quarter. And, uh, boy, that how's that sound hearing that, Weave, that uh, tomorrow's the last Saturday without Pirate football? I know. That's going to be awesome. Uh, another kind of tying this in with my work-related stuff, my partner, uh, you know, in, in the pharmaceutical business and territories, you have a partner. My partner happens to be an NC State guy. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, it's been – we've already – we talked earlier today, and we've already started kind of the jawing back and forth. But uh, it's not obnoxious. It's not – you know, we're, it's, it's very fun. Um, so that's going to be fun to have somebody that I can actually – uh, you know, because it's not always fun to have people to root with. Sometimes it's fun to have, you know, that's kind of like we, why we like Brian Bailey, because he's, you know, well, him and Midor, too. They're they're Cowboys fans, so you can kind of like them, but then not like them at, or, you know, for like three hours uh, a week. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And it's, it's going to be a lot, uh, uh, that way for a lot of people in eastern North Carolina because there is that crossover. I mean, there's ECU fans in Raleigh and there are, you know, Wolfpack fans in Greenville. So the atmosphere, that's the thing. You know, we were talking about atmosphere at Wrigley Field. The atmosphere at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium is going to be pretty special as well. Talking to Billy Weaver on the Pit Electric Live line. We're fired up, ready to go. Going to be a, a packed house, Weave. And uh, the rivalry, uh, you and, and your, your partner there, and it's uh, it's a house-divided game. It's a, it's a fun game, right, uh, that a lot of folks think should be played every single year. I, I was talking about this earlier this week, Weave. This is the first time this matchup is going to feature two potential bowl teams, two teams that went to bowl games last year, both teams – uh, didn't get to play because the opponent dropped out. But this is the first time since 2010, 2008, uh, where you're going to have two good teams uh, from ECU and NC State match up against one another. Yeah, that's always good. You know, but then again, when it comes to these rival games, I can remember, let's see, I guess it was probably early 2000s, ECU played host to North Carolina. Both teams were 0-5. and And it was a rainy day. And that place was still electric. So, I mean, you can... I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it because, you know, whatever, it is what it is. You can throw the the records and the rankings and all that stuff out the window when these teams play. And that's why, going back to your point, uh, this, this game should be played every year. These are games that people want to see. I mean, put them on the schedule, obviously. Uh, there are logistical problems, obviously, and there's only so many out-of-conference games that you can schedule. I understand that, but you've got to do everything you can to make these games happen because – you know, there's potential sellouts for every time, no matter what the records are going to be. And, of course, with a season opener, that's the best because everybody's got high anticipation for their team. They've got their their excitement level is at the highest it's going to be all year unless they continue to go undefeated, if that makes sense. Yeah, no doubt. Billy Weaver joining us. We've we got uh, had media day last Saturday, mock game week practice this week. The coaches, the players uh, getting set. In fact, I think they've been set. The the whole mindset of this team, this veteran team, has been go from day one. And we asked some guys, you know, if you had to play this Saturday, uh, could you go out there and play? And some said yes. And some, I think, a mature response was, uh, you know what, let's use that extra week we got to make sure we have our final prep ready for NC State. So they're looking uh, across the field. They're going to be looking at a, a good Wolfpack team, but also a, a confident East Carolina bunch here ready to take the field next Saturday. 
Yeah, and when you get to this point in, in fall camp, your your younger guys, and even to some extent, most of the players are going to be like, yeah, let's hit the field, let's do this, I'm ready to hit somebody else. Coaches will tell you, and I don't care if it's a, a day before the game, if you ask a coach, would you like more preparation time? Absolutely. I mean, they're never ready, never. Um, uh, the players always seem to be ready, but it's those teams that have that balance in the middle that are, are like, okay, you know, the players are ready to play, they're confident, they feel good about the game plan, um, and the coaches are like, you know, okay, I feel good about our players as well. And I think that's where East Carolina is right now. They're ready to hit somebody else. Um, NC State's going to be a great team right off the bat. That You know, I like that because then you're, you know, not to say that players can, can have a tendency to not take – uh, opponents seriously, but I mean that's human nature. When you know from from day one, hey, you've got a big in-state rival. They're going to come in here nationally ranked. They're going to come in here and want to make a statement. Um, then these guys are on their their game from day one. So these guys have been preparing very hard in the off season. Like I said, they're ready to hit somebody else. And man, I tell you what, can you imagine the the locker rooms of both sides? Um, you know. 10, 15 minutes before game time at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Man, I bet you could, could cut the tension in there with a knife. That's what's so awesome about sports, and that's what's going to be awesome about this game, and especially uh, two rival teams. I just hope that the game lives up to the hype. Yeah. Um, and even as, look, look, even as an East Carolina fan, a guy that went to East Carolina, in all reality, as a sports fan, I'd rather see a tight game come down to the wire at the end, and either team blowing the other team out. I mean, I really would. I, I want to see a good game. Of course, I want to see East Carolina come out on top without a doubt in that game. But I do want to see a good game. I, I, I think it, it makes for great memories. And, you know, there's like 80 other college football games on Saturday. Weave. How about they all be close games and we and ECU wins in a blowout? <laughs> no, everybody wants another one of those North Carolina 70-point hangers. Yeah. Those are fun, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. wrong. But I think as the older I get, the more I want to be entertained. I really do. Entertain me. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> How about earlier today, we've Ruff and McNeil wearing red NC State backdrop uh, has a Zoom press conference and has asked about returning to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this time as an opponent. Uh, still a weird sight to see him in that red, but yeah. uh, Mike Houston was asked about Ruff and McNeil uh, earlier this week and you know, called him a mentor, called him a friend, and uh, he's got a lot of friends over on, on the ECU side still with, with Donnie Kirkpatrick and others. So that's uh, there's another little wrinkle, little storyline to this game. Yeah, something we, you and I haven't personally talked about um, with the Ruff and McNeil situation, but I tell you what, there's I, I have never, and I can say this with confidence, I've never run into anyone that's had anything bad to say about Ruff and McNeil. Now, you can say what you want about maybe his last year and record-wise and you know, maybe his coaching style or whatever, but personally, no one I have ever come across has said a negative thing about Ruff and McNeil. It's going to be a love fest. He loves East Carolina. He's an East Carolina alum. Uh, he loves this university, but for three hours on next Saturday, he's going to want to do everything he can in his power to bury East Carolina, and that's the way it should be, but it's going to be so much fun, man. And just to add to the, the rivalry and the atmosphere, and, you know, it just kind of goes back to, 
you know, everybody knows. When, that's what the, the good thing about rivalries is. Everybody knows everybody. They have a connection somehow, be it coaches that have coached uh, together, that have played for the other teams, players that have played against and with each other on high school teams. There's going to be a lot of that going on. So that's the good thing about rivalries, and that's the wonderful thing about college football. Billy Weaver joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. We've got one more week of preseason, and then uh, with the new the new way they're doing it, Weave, you've got three preseason games, four if you're in the Hall of Fame game, and then you you get a week off. So we're not going to see uh, any NFL for uh, for a little while. We'll be immersed in college football, but wrapping up the preseason here. Uh, I, have you? I, I said this earlier this week, Weave. I, there's not anything in the world I look forward to more, and then lose interest in quicker than preseason football i i mean I, i'm following what's happening in washington from afar but but that's about it uh and, and watching tyler sneed catch touchdowns that's all i'm into right now yeah it's so funny because we get into and i still put myself in that classification as the media and all that stuff guys like you mentioned tyler sneed um ever ever since i've been in the business of of covering and watching um uh, NFL games preseason to me is watching guys that you know, guys from your school or guys from you know uh, high draft picks. You want to see how they're doing and stuff like that because I mean basically the games don't mean anything. Um, you can go through records and say, hey, you know, I, I mean I don't even know where I stand. If you if you were to ask me, okay, the Washington Commanders, would you want them to go three and zero in the in the preseason or zero and three in the preseason? You know, there's I mean different ways of looking at it. Does the record mean anything? Nah, it's all about the players and stuff. So I'm like you. I like to watch uh, some of the guys, and I there I start to root for guys, um, you know, particular players more than I do the the teams themselves. We've good stuff, man. I uh, have safe travels back here. Can't wait to see you in the Pirate Radio Studios coming up next Saturday for the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show as we'll recap East Carolina and NC State. So enjoy your final Saturday without Pirate football for a while. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm kind of. I, I don't enjoy the last Saturday. I don't know. I think that's the last Saturday I won't be enjoying myself. <laughs> Once we hit hit uh, ECU football, those are the enjoyable Saturdays. So I'm I'm pumped and ready for it, man. And I, I can't wait to talk to the fans. That's going to be fun. Last year was an experience. It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what this year brings. Billy Weaver will be here coming up next Saturday on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, taking your calls. That's Saturday afternoon following East Carolina NC State. Looking forward to it. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Hour three of PRL. Morgan Ayler is set to join us. And we're giving away 18, 12-ounce Bud Light bottles. Bud Light sponsoring the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Should we do a mock Saturday tomorrow and all wake up at 7 a.m.? Nope, I agree, Shirley. That would be a no. We'll do the real thing next week. Take a timeout, come back. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. We'll head back out to the Pitt Electric Live line and talk to the host of the High School Huddle coming up tonight, 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio uh, on your airwaves. And he is Morgan Ayler's voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Morgan, how you doing, sir? Clip doing great. Friday, beautiful day, a little hot outside. Time for some high school football and one week away from East Carolina football. Morgan, how are you spending your last Saturday? So you got four straight at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium for the first time ever. Uh, so uh, you'll be using that voice quite a bit. So uh, how are you spending your final Saturday without Pirate football? Final Saturday will be down in Carolina Beach. Not a bad way to spend it. Got a thing to do down there, so we're heading down there here shortly. And all right, uh, private event going to be working down there, so uh, excited about that. Awesome stuff, and and away we go. And coming up tonight, you'll be talking some high school football right here on Pirate Radio High School Huddle, week two of the season. And Morgan D. H. Conley trying to get off to a two and O start. And I've been talking to the folks that follow it, and we'll hear from Brian North talk about it in a moment, but Brian Bailey and others and. A pretty impressive win to go on the road, get that win for Conley uh, last week as Laney had their quarterback returning that beat Conley the year before. Conley breaking in a new QB, Morgan, and they're able to pick up the win. That was a good road win for uh, Nate Connors' crew. It really was, and uh, they had a, chance, a couple of chances. They, they could have maybe had a few more points on the board in that game. And uh, Coach Connor and his staff, they work so hard during the summer, as do all these high school teams. But uh, they've got a lot of players and a lot of exciting players, and uh, several D1 prospects on that team with uh, Bryce Weaver and uh, Isaiah Crumpler, the junior, former, um, uh, I guess he, what is he, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for when your father and your own brothers have played, played college Legacy? Uh, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. He's a legacy. And, uh, of course, he's such a dynamic player himself. And, uh, you know, they got to play a game tonight against Kerry. Kerry lost last week, uh, I believe, to Cleveland High School who the Rampants play tonight yeah. on the road, uh, taking on Cleveland High School, which is always a, a dynamic team. They are again this year. I think they beat uh, Kerry last week 55-12, something like that. And uh, A lot of great games going on. You got uh, uh, North Pitt. Uh, they're going to be playing Manio. Washington's at home against Northampton County. Aiden Griffin, they're going to be taking on uh, Aiden Griffin's got East Carteret. And then South Central, they're going to be uh, at home taking on West Craven. So it's going to be a, a big night of high school football. Yeah, the West Craven South Central, you got two 0-1 teams that if things go a little different last week are 1-0 heading into this week. So both of those teams hungry to pick up their first win. I know South Central didn't win, but raised a few eyebrows playing Kinston as close as they did last week, Morgan. And then you mentioned North Pitt, C.J. Wilson uh, and his Panthers trying to get in the win column tonight. So you've got uh, Farmville Central, Aiden Grifton in that same boat trying not to go 
0 and 2. So you've got a couple of Pitt County teams 1 and 0, Conley Rose, the rest trying to get their first win uh week 2 here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it was really a, a tough loss for South Central last week playing a very good Kinston team. Had them on the ropes and just couldn't convert. Had drove down a couple times, turned the ball over early. And uh you know, they're trying for their first win tonight, Kendrick Parker looking for his first win as a head coach and he's a really cool guy to get to know and talk with him about his uh, South Central team. So excited to be there. and I uh, wish him nothing but the best. Morgan Ayler's joining us. You'll hear from him coming up less than an hour from now on the high school huddle. And we got D.H. Conley football 7 o'clock tonight uh, taking on oh wow. I, I I did not know the nickname until I just saw the Pirate Radio graphic. Morgan, do you know the nickname of uh, Cary High School? Uh, the Cary uh, 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 Tyrion Lannisters. The Imps. The Imps. That is correct. Speaking of which, did you watch House of Dragons? Yes, I did. Did you? I did, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it was very good. There was one scene in there that I was like, ah, I think I could have done without that, but other than that, I think it's... I didn't watch that one. I looked at my phone until the screaming, and I saw that scene was over, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> But uh, it felt it didn't. It felt like old school Game of Thrones, right? Like it, it kind of sucked me back in to the whole thing. It, it did, and I think they did a really good job at the very beginning of tying it together as far as the year and the timeline and how things worked. And I think you're going to see from just looking at the cast of characters online, the houses that you saw in Game of Thrones, yeah. the Lannisters, the the Starks, the uh, Baratheons you're going to see those houses come into play as the season goes on too I'm looking forward to it hey a little game of thrones talk here on a friday nothing wrong with that episode two coming out on sunday so you got high school football tonight morgan you got college football tomorrow it is week zero but uh northwestern and nebraska will be playing coming up at 12 30 uh some in-state teams north carolina florida a&m robert on facebook uh, go ahead Maybe they might play. Well, so, yeah, I guess an update on that. Pete Dammel uh, says that they are indeed playing, according to sources, but they will be down. They will have, we said it earlier, I think, Morgan, uh, eight, was it, offensive linemen available for the game tomorrow? That's a crazy situation. Yeah, you, you kind of wonder if, uh, you know, how come Florida A&M didn't have all these, their ducks in a row prior to right. two days before the game? And then this starts coming out. It's just it's kind of weird, but you know it is what it is. Charlotte, Charlotte taking on FAU tomorrow night. Late night it'll be Vanderbilt, Hawaii. So you got a few games there. You also got the final weekend of the NFL preseason going on. Panthers and Bills tonight. Baker Mayfield named the starter week one for Carolina. He'll also get some action tonight as uh, Matt Rule. We all saw it coming, right, Morgan? But finally made that decision this week. And I think it was the right decision. I think Baker Mayfield gives you the, the, the best chance to, to win if you're Carolina. He's a lot more mobile, uh, and they need that at times uh, versus Sam Donald. I still think Sam Donald could be a good quarterback. He's just he's your, your, your traditional drop-back passing quarterback, and I just don't think Carolina's built for that as much as sometimes I think Matt Rule wants to be. The smash mouth kind of, of coach. I just don't think Carolina is built for that right now. They don't have the personnel. So Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, gives them the best chance to win. 
Yeah, and uh, got that matchup week one against the Cleveland Browns. You know Baker will be fired up for that one coming up in uh, in a few weeks. So, Morgan, uh, it's here, man. It's exciting. Uh, we are we are in the midst of it. And, uh, of course, week two of the high school football season, and we'll have week one of East Carolina. We'll wrap it up with some East Carolina talk, Morgan. And, again, just things seem uh, seem pretty smooth out there as far as we know right now. Uh, any, any word from Holt? How did this mock uh, game week go for ECU? Everything, I've talked to them several times, and they've had a really good week of practice. Uh, I think early in the week they, they really got after it. For, the ones got after it. and uh, you know they're, they're putting in the game plan against NC State, from what I understand. I, I hear more from the coaches, just like you do. I, I try to talk with Holton a little bit. It's, I, I do ask him about practice, but try not to you know, want to know what else is going on in his life. <laughs> so, so, All right, well, tell uh, us about that, Morgan. What's going on in Holton's personal life? Oh, he's just playing football. <laughs> uh, last year, you you were hyping up Ryan Jones, and uh, turned out to be for good reason. And you, you really believed that he would become an impact, and uh, he did. And we are excited to see him on the field this year. Who who's your uh, your hype up guy right now, Morgan? That's going to have a big year. Can you give us another name? Because it worked last year. Uh, Isaac Winstead. Yeah, I, I figured that was coming. But man, he, everybody I talk to sounds like he's as advertised, Morgan. Yeah, he is. I think it's going to be Isaiah. I think Jalen Johnson's going to be good. I think uh, CJ Johnson's going to have a, a really good comeback season this year. Um, you know, they get uh, Cy Hatfield back in a couple weeks, and I think that's going to be. Uh, Has that been announced, by the way? I, I don't know. But, yeah, you know, I've read it online. It appears the Pirates might be without Josiah Hadfield to begin the season for a couple of games. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, don't know the official wording on that, Hoist but the colors. There you go. According to Hoist the Colors, <laughs> I'll give them uh, credit for that. But yeah, and we see this every and and next week those announcements come out. It seems like it always comes out while we're on the air for the Bud Light pregame tailgate or that Friday before the game that there's been a suspension or something happened. So it happens every year, folks. Go ahead and uh, prepare for it this year. It'll probably happen uh, once again. But Josiah Hatfield, uh, we will be seeing him this season, but maybe not early on this season. That's first even I go and hoist a couple. <laughs> Morgan, have a great show coming up at 6 o'clock, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, bud. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Shirley, let's, uh, unless you give me the frantic no, let's let's go booty back here. Yeah. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. We need to get Bubba Sparks here for a free boot Friday. Oh, no. that. Who oh. says no? No, no, no. I'm just thinking... Oh no. <laughs> that might be a problem. Live booty. We could give away the booty bag live. He could come in here and and sing the song. Hook it up. All right. Um Talk to the free boot folks. Shirley. Uptown Greenville folks. We are we know the prize. Because I got my eyes on the prize. 18 12 ounce Bud Light bottles. My only question for you is what caller are you looking for? 12. Must be 21 Nerver. Thank you for that. Caller 12, we're back with more Brian North after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina, and you can shop online at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. By the way, congratulations to John Career of Greenville whose day was made because he won the 18-pack of uh, Bud Light bottles stuck on Fire Tower Road in traffic. So it made his day just a tad bit better. That's what we do. Make you a winner. When things aren't going your way, count on Pirate Radio to brighten your day. Especially if you're stuck in traffic on Fire Tower Road. Well, now if you're stuck in traffic, you can hear this conversation with Brian North on the Pit Electric Live line who joins us here on this friday getting ready for week two of the blitz north how you doing today man doing just fine clippy our uh, last kind of in between the holiday and the real big start of college football and the high schoolers still trying to figure things out this is a, always a fun time of year just happy to hopefully have a rain-free night yes sir that would be fantastic and hopefully we can get some games in and brian uh we'll go ahead and start there week two of the blitz first of all uh Reaction from week one, anything really stand out to you, teams, players, anything jump out at you uh, one, uh, week one? Well, let's butter up to the host and say that your uh, alma mater, yeah. Coach Conley, had a really nice road win at Laney. That was one that really kind of stuck uh, stood out. Low scoring as well. We're used to Nate Connor teams putting up a bunch of points and allowing a lot of points, but uh, allowed 10 at Laney, scored 17, got the victory. So I thought that was one that really kind of uh, turned my head a little bit. Um, outside of that, uh Business as usual, Rose uh, with their redemption tour, getting a big win. Newburn uh, cruising at home, Havelock cruising. Um, maybe South Central, uh, giving Kinston more of a fight than uh, I think a lot of us thought. So good start for Kendrick. Parker and company at South Central playing well. Yeah. Now can they turn it around and get the victory against a, a West Craven team that also uh, had a halftime lead and, and watched it slip away. So uh, that'll be a good ball game. But, yeah, South Central, had, uh, they, they kind of turned my head a little bit, even in a loss. Conley 1-0, taking on Carey tonight. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio, looking to get to 2-0. Can Rose get to 2-0? How about their matchup with Cleveland? Cleveland's been some, what, of a uh, a Pitt County killer, or at least a D.H. Conley killer in my eyes over the years. So how about Cleveland and Rose? Boy, they've really uh, turned that program up. And even with the Hampton kid now gone and playing at Chapel Hill, we'll probably see him on the field tomorrow night. Um, they, they've got a lot of good players back, and they took route to carry, what, 55 to 12 or something last week. So uh, they look really stout again, and, and they beat Rose last year. Got a running clock against Rose last year. Mm. So that, that was an eye-opener. Last year, the Rose Redemption Tour continues in the Clayton area. They have to go on the road. So I, that I, can they? I don't know. Uh, but I'm not counting them out, but it's not going to be a walkover win by any means. That's going to be one of their toughest tests of the year. Looking to see if uh, C.J. Wilson can pick up a win tonight uh, as they take on Manny O'Brien. Aiden Grifton will take on Kinston, Farmville Central, North Lenore. A couple of uh, Pitt County matchups there. Washington 1-0 against Northampton. Nor- uh, Brian North and the crew will have it all. Week 2 of the Blitz uh, coming up north. Any other uh, games of interest tonight? 
Well, outside of your coverage area, but well in ours, is the Southwest Onslow Richlands game where Southwest, uh, Richlands has not beaten Southwest since 1988. And so they call it the streak. And it's one of those rivalries where Richlands always seems to be in the game and just finds a way to lose. And so uh, that's what's made this streak so uh, interesting to follow. And they have another chance tonight to break it. So that's one that catches our eye. Clinton at Wallace Rose Hill is always a battle of two of the top teams in the state. So that'll be a fun one. Um, Havelock at West Carteret. West Carteret with a nice win to start the year. They're young. Do they have anything for Havelock? That's an old rivalry that's one-sided. We'll see if that changes at all tonight. So those are the real big ones. Kinston at at Green Central, uh, what we're calling the Thriller and Snow Hiller. We think that one could be a pretty good ball game as well. All right, there you go. Brian North joining us today to talk some high school football, some East Carolina NC State football as well. Ruffin McNeil donning the red and the Wolfpack background spoke earlier today uh, to media via Zoom. And uh, always weird to see, Brian. I was thinking about, uh, I guess, uh, rivals crossing the lines and, and moving over to the uh, to the enemy and I guess it was a, probably a big deal for Packers fans when uh, Brett Favre was wearing a Vikings jersey for a couple of years. And there's a lot of Yankees-Red Sox crossover. Johnny Damon and before that, Wade Boggs. I guess Roger Clemens uh, would be another example of that. Um, so we've seen it before. I was thinking, Brian, what we really need, we need a, a North Carolina player to transfer to Duke to really uh, <laughs> seal the deal. That would be sacrilege right there, right? Man, yeah, I never thought about that. I guess, you know. Not in basketball, it's never happened. Basket, yeah, and I'm talking basketball. I don't care if it happens in football. I'm talking basketball. I don't know if it happens in any sport. I can think <laughs> of when it comes to those two schools, but that certainly would be. But way, the way the transfer rules are becoming, I mean, I guess it could happen, which would be just absolutely plain nuts. That would be a Benedict <laughs> Arnold status. <laughs> and, uh, but it was good to see Ruff today, regardless of the color he's wearing, and uh, he'll be back in Greenville uh, as the enemy coming up next Saturday, North. Um, Look, it's it, as you get through sports, you go through life in sports, you get relationships with people. The allegiances, I guess, you know, are great for some, and we all have them with our certain schools or teams. But you get to know people, and Ruff is as nice a person as you will ever meet. But, look, you go where somebody's going to sign a paycheck, and, and Dave Dorn wanted to hire him on and taking care of him. Ruff has been able to be near his dad in a uh, assisted living facility. So it's all worked out, and I can't I can't hold a grudge against Ruff. And I don't even know how much he really does at NC State, but – He's not on the field a lot. Yeah, He's certainly felt a lot of time. So it's it's just, it's a different feel. Uh, but I have zero problems with it because he was not. He was shown the door at East Carolina. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but he was shown the door, and that's just the way it went. And now he's getting a paycheck from NC State, and I can't begrudge the man for that. Not only do I not have a problem with it, I applaud it, and like I'm, I would be even more petty if I was Ruffin McNeil. You know, I would, I would embrace it uh, to to the nth degree uh, because yeah, he was fired uh, from East Carolina after a uh, five and seven year, and uh, we don't need to rehash those times because uh, times are pretty good here, Brian North for East Carolina, and I'm starting to, I don't know, get the 20, 2007 2008 feeling when Skip really started to get his guys in here and started building on the lines and. Uh, you, you just had a complete football team and look those teams weren't great but they were really good and week to week they could beat anybody slipped up here and there but uh, just starting to get that feeling a little bit with mike houston and his team i've been making that comparison since he was hired to when skip holtz took over for john thompson and and same deal and it wasn't perfect right away there was steps they had to take every year and find ways to win games they couldn't and 
you know, I get a little worried that the fan base is going to become too unrealistic about this year's team and what they can do. And there's some tough games on that schedule, but it's the same deal. They can win every week and they can lose every week. It doesn't matter uh, who the opponent is. It's just the way this team is set up and they've got to learn some more success. Just because you've had one winning season for the first time in however many years it was, seven years, uh, it doesn't automatically mean you're going to start winning games. But what I yeah. practice, what I see from Mike Houston, is the work ethic is there. When you put, still put in the work, it's when you don't work. When you get a little complacent, think you've earned that stuff without earning it, that's where you get complacent. But I don't think that's going to happen. But it's still results are still going to become are going to be hard to come by this season. There's some tough games on that schedule. Yeah, and I've been cautioning people when they ask, you know, how's week one going to go? How's the season going to go? And and I think the season's going to go good. I don't necessarily know if week one's going to go good, and that doesn't ruin the entire season if East Carolina does fall to the 13th, right. you know, ranked team in the country. Yeah. Um, and as you said, Brian, tough games on the schedule, and perhaps your toughest is right out of the gate here. It is. Right now on paper, when everybody is healthy, if they yeah. camp that way, you look at both teams, and look, there's not a lot of weaknesses with this NC State team, and, and their quarterback throws as pretty a ball as you will ever see. And if ECU can't find a way to turn them over, if it's a game with zero turnovers, it's going to be tough for the Pirates to win. I think they're in it. I think, think they can be right there, and I know Mike Houston is confident in his offense, but it's going to be one of those mistake games. Whichever team makes a mistake is going to be the one who loses. Neither makes a mistake, or it's going to be a tight ball game and maybe a last possession game. Brian North joining us. North, are uh, you planning on catching any week zero action coming up tomorrow? How about Northwestern Nebraska live from Dublin, Ireland? Does that tickle your fancy at all? <laughs> that, that one probably won't make it uh, into my viewing. I will probably try to check out the Tar Heels. The kids will go to bed, and I'll uh, – I'll see what the new quarterback, uh, Drake, the Drake is all about, and uh, some of our area guys and see if they get to play. So I hate calling it week zero. I think that's one of the dumbest things we do in sports. Um, <laughs> but I will be watching some football just because it is football and it involves teams in our state and players from our area. Uh, by the way, we are recording this, uh, I'll go ahead and say, at, at around 2.10 p.m. Uh, there is some stuff going on around Twitter that Florida A&M has ineligible players and may have so many ineligible players they might not be playing the game tomorrow night. So wow. this is this is all Twitter stuff, nothing verified, but it is floating around. So by the time this interview uh, airs later today, maybe we'll have an update on that. But uh, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, also, Brian, um, competitive game, I think, tomorrow, Charlotte and FAU. Uh, any any local guys you know of playing with the 49ers this year? To get- oh, gosh. I haven't looked at their roster yet. Yeah. We've had a, we usually have a few every year, but none of significant impact. Yeah. So uh, that, that, UNC, that UNC game real quick. They have, uh, Florida A&M has 25 transfers, so I can see where they're <laughs> when you You have 25 transfers on your roster. There's bound to be some transcripts that don't quite match up the way you thought they would. Brian North joining us. Brian, you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Are you still there? Yeah. yeah sorry about that. I'm here. You're there, and we're ready to go for week zero, which Brian hates the term, and uh, I apologize for using it there. Uh, okay. Baker Mayfield going to get some action tonight. First time uh, as the anointed starter for the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, and uh, apparently he's going to uh, get a little bit of action here. Now that we have this three-week preseason you know, coaches just copy each other for the most part, and, and it's yep. probably a gentleman's agreement to 
back when you had four games to all right week three we're going to play the starters for a quarter and, and and go from there now coaches are doing it different this is the last preseason week uh-huh. some starters will not play at all looks like the panthers are going to play theirs for a little while so we'll see what uh baker can do one last dress rehearsal before they take on the browns in a few weeks and i think it was smart to go ahead and name the starters so you can kind of just get every all that stuff out of the way get the the media out of the way, get the pregame routine out of the way, do all those things. Same thing with Mac Brown at UNC. Name the starter a week in advance so they can go through those things. And now, yeah, let's see what they do out on the field and the chemistry that they have. And um, it, it, the pre, This three-game preseason has been interesting. We always used to know first game they wouldn't play at all, second game they'd play a quarter, third game they'd play a half, fourth game it would be all scrubs playing. But now, yeah, everybody's doing it different, which makes it weird, which makes the results uh, sometimes a little skewed because – you're not playing your first team defense against your first team offense all the time. But I think the Panthers just need some confidence with, with Baker back there, get some good chemistry. I'll go do some short passing, get some, some of those uh, good vibes uh, to jump into that regular season and give lots of people many things to talk about when they play the Browns. Bills Panthers tonight, 7 o'clock, Bank of America Stadium. Coming up uh, Saturday night, it'll be Washington at Baltimore, Washington up against it, facing one of the craziest streaks in the history of mankind. The Ravens have won 22 preseason games in a row, Brian. That's nuts. That's <laughs> just, I've never heard of such a thing. Because coaches don't even try to win those things. And so it's just nuts that they've actually won that many in a row. But I'm sure John Harbaugh wants to win, but there's got to be luck and some happy accidents mixed into most of those games, I would think. There's no doubt, and you know, at some point you just want to even throw a game, so you don't even have to waste time talking about the worthless preseason. That'll so <laughs> uh, it, probably come to an end, but it, but it, yeah, it, it, I've never heard of such a thing in the preseason when no one cares about the result except for the casual fan who still thinks it actually matters and they get upset when the team loses the preseason game. The Ravens cannot lose uh, when the games don't matter. Brian, uh, a little NASCAR before we let you go. And I thought about this. Kurt Busch hadn't raced in a while uh, with his concussion-like symptoms. And I was thinking, you know, what would happen if he had to miss a race in the playoffs or two or all the playoffs? And, well, we got our answer. Kurt Busch uh, will miss the start of NASCAR's playoffs, I guess, beginning next week after the race in Daytona this weekend. Um, And that means there will be two spots open um, for the uh, 16-driver field. So you've got um, Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. have not won races yep. but have pointed their way in right now. I think it's fascinating that this final race, though, is in Daytona where you could have a random winner knock one of those guys out. So yep. will Blaney and Truex be rewarded for having good, well, decent, not great seasons? Or will uh, will somebody who uh, sneak in, maybe they haven't won a race. It's going to be uh, fascinating to see. Is this a restrictor plate race? Is this all oval, or is this one of those half uh, uh, road course, half oval deals at Daytona? Good question. CJ's not here. I believe this is the regular Daytona, but now that you asked that, I need to look into that. Yeah, just, I, you know, I'm not, I haven't paid that close of attention to it, but I will tell you while you're looking it up, if it's restrictor plate, I mean, that means somebody from the outside could sneak in and win, as we see in restrictor plate races. So it could be somebody else who uh, takes one of those spots by picking up a win here because all winners get in, and there's been uh, 15 winners, but with uh, Kurt not making it, yeah, 14 winners being eligible for the playoffs. So, yeah, somebody else could still sneak in and get a win and and bump one of those guys out. 
Pride North joining us, getting ready for the Blitz coming up tonight as uh, he'll have all the action covered week two of the high school football season. Getting into that routine, Brian, you'll throw in some ECU football in the mix next week. So I uh, uh, hope you're ready for it. It's going to be a busy time, going to be a, a fun time here. Uh, it's going to be great with all the teams in the state. And Wake Forest included, trying to figure out their quarterback issues. And uh, the list goes on and on. There's never a shortage of stories when it comes to football and the talent we have out of here and the places all these guys play. So, uh, busy time. But the hardest part is trying to get it all in. Uh, we get to the point where we don't have enough time to get everything in with all of our, our great talent we have around here and all the teams. But we look forward to it. There's never a shortage of things to talk about. North, have a great show tonight, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Clipper. We'll see you, bud. Brian North joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line since 1981. They have been here, and uh, you can join that team today at pitelectric.com. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll go inside the rage room, see if I'm raging about anything today. We'll have that for you when we return the anger management rage room on a Friday edition of PRL after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and it's your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. We're letting the bass drop. Here's Clip. Letting it drop. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. DJ Schaefer here very excited about tomorrow personally because i will be attending the 20 i'll have to ask the guys 23rd annual 22nd annual pitt county fantasy football draft and i'll be watching college football as i do it i mean that just sounds like a perfect day to me so i am very excited what are you going to be doing tomorrow at uh 12 30 cj watching arsenal play oh no <laughs> really yeah come on oh well i got two tvs so I you, can watch, you got a I can double tv yeah yeah is arsenal still perfect on the year they are wow all right go uh gunners there you yeah. go clip yeah okay oh, right. well done mm-hmm. well done yeah. charlie what are you gonna do at 12 30 tomorrow i am going to be awaiting game one of two games i'll be doing tomorrow for ecu volleyball all right so you do have a sports field day yes it sounds like at Minji's coliseum i'll be doing pa for the one o'clock and four o'clock games good mm-hmm. deal good stuff all right um fire up the music let's get angry for a moment let's get our rage out because going into a weekend you gotta get it all out of your get system it out, man don't let this anger continue throughout the weekend get it out now head over to the anger management rage room 
you can book your therapy session today at angermgmtnc.com that's anger the word anger mgmtnc.com uh you can smash bash and destroy objects in a design rage room so you can do it safely get the anger out and not get arrested it's a great deal and it's uh right here in downtown greenville angermgmtnc.com i might not have one today but surely i do have this guess what i saw earlier this week Uh-oh. what did you see earlier this week i was in the drive-thru <laughs> this doesn't bother me necessarily this is a shirley rage but i saw a person at the drive-thru with their door open killing me but there's icing on this cake not only was the door open guess what else they were halfway out of the car Eh. the door was open they're talking and the window's down (laughs) (laughs) i swear to god swear to my head would have exploded i was like look there's a person with their uh their door open this will be funny to tell shirley oh my god their window is down why is their door what are they doing (laughs) it was the craziest thing i i can't i almost took a picture of it i was scared she would see me and then start a, her own rage incident oh so uh there you go just wanted to pass that along to you okay uh you guys raging about anything i do have a sports rage yeah and it kind of kind of came to my mind because of uh something you mentioned in your interview with brian north um you mentioned ryan blaney having like a a decent season not a great season but Honestly, that's wrong because he's having a great season. Um, and I know you, I know you didn't mean it that way. I'm, it just no, came, you, it just you correct mind. me because you're the NASCAR guy. In fact, I probably didn't word it because I believe, is he like second in top tens? He is. Yeah, he has 12 top tens, which is one less top ten that finishes than Kyle Larson has, who is second in total points accumulated this year. Yeah. Um, if Kyle Larson had not won the race last week, Ryan Blaney would still be second in total accumulated points. So we almost had now Kurt Busch not making the playoffs frees up two spots, which pretty much assures that Ryan Blaney will make the playoffs. But let's say like this weekend, a great a great Daytona racer like Bubba Wallace would have won. Well, that would have knocked Ryan Blaney out of the playoffs if Kurt had stayed. And suddenly we have the third the the third best driver based on just straight finishes and how many points you have missing the playoffs let's do a hypothetical uh the big one happens early Mm -hmm. and blaney's involved on lap five and then martin truex finishes second and bubba wallace wins the race bubba's in is truex in over blaney like what has to happen for blaney not to get in instead of truex there is it looks like Ryan Blaney has about 30-something points on Martin Truex Jr., so it's feasible. It Tru- could happen, yes. but it is, yeah. Um, Truex would have to... Now, if, if both of those things happen and Truex placed pretty high in both stages, because those get you points as well, Yeah. then it gets a little All right, hectic. just curious. Yeah. Just curious. It could happen. So your rage is what? They need to change the format of how they do it? I just think it's a little ridiculous that you put so much of an emphasis on winning that consistently because there's guys let's say let's take ross chastain he's got i believe 
three wins on the year, two wins on the year. Um, but he's under Ryan Blaney in points. Ryan Blaney has more top fives than him. He has more stage wins than him. So he's been consistently, every week, he's been right. running better than him overall. But and, just, and that should be rewarded. Consistency, right. great season. But I have, what you said is just inherently wrong. You can't say you're putting too much well, emphasis on winning. Yeah. That, like, that bothers me. I know what you're trying to say. I saw your body language when I said that, and I knew what was coming. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I should have, I should have like reworded that." Nah, but I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Maybe you should have a wild card spot or something yeah. that automatically gets in if you're having a, a season like Blaney. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know how to fix it. But. I think part of the it, well, this isn't an issue. This is a good thing uh, with the change over to the new car. It puts a lot of the it puts a lot of the outcome back in the driver's hands, mm-hmm. and you have to fight the car to race it now and you have to you have to really drive this car um it's not just you can't just ride it around for 300 laps and expect to you know pull in a top five finish so that's why we have so many unique winners now including ross chastain who is pretty high up there in the playoffs all right uh thank you cj so that is that saturday night sunday night sunday afternoon yeah saturday night at i believe seven okay so double TV, football, yeah. and racing on. Right. Shirley, do you have a rage today? I have two rages. <laughs> the first one, I'm look, I like to eat. So I go through a lot of drive thru- drive-thrus. <laughs> that is okay. well documented. It's well documented that I like to go through a drive-thru. <laughs> uh, if you are operating said drive-thru, and what I mean by that is if you are working at a restaurant and you are working the drive-thru, when you say, may I take your order, and I give you the order, but yet I have a specific request to said order, please do not interrupt me while I am in the process of telling you what it is that I like specifically with my order. For example, I went to a local restaurant that serves milkshakes. Does it bring some of the boys to the yard or all the boys to the yard it brings none of the boys to the yard i don't know what you're talking about all right anyway so <laughs> so i ordered a milkshake i said may i have a chocolate chip mint milkshake with before i even got the word extra out of my mouth will that complete your order no it will not complete my order hold your horses just a half second for me to say I'd like extra mint in my milkshake. Oh, I thought you were going to say extra chocolate chips. Well, no. Well, that's cho- my rage now. What <laughs> is that? <laughs> no, no, no. Extra chocolate <laughs> chips is fine. But but now, uh, the reason why I say extra mint is sometimes they will give you a ton of chocolate chips, but not enough mint. Okay, that's fair. So, that is number one. Do not interrupt me. At Wait. Give it a half second. You said don't interrupt you? Dip- the camera's on. I can't do what I Is want to do. Is that your only rage? No. Second rage. Are you done with your first rage? Yes, I'm done with Are, my first rage. Is your first rage completed? Bite me. Pull up to second the first ra- window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second rage. And anyone who flies in a plane can uh, relate here. Under no circumstances... Why is if your you sleeve fle- rolled up? Are you flexing while you do this? No, because I'm mad. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, you know I'm mad if I start hiking up <laughs> no, my, my... I'm starting to get I'm, nervous. I, yeah. I, I'm, the guns are out. Sorry. The I guns was, are out. I was just wondering. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, if 
you are on a plane and you have luggage in the uh, in the compartment above you mm-hmm. okay when the plane lands and mm-hmm. it's time to get off the plane mm-hmm. if you are in the back of the plane mm-hmm. do not get up and grab your luggage and begin to walk down the aisle while other people are still sitting do it like normal folks begin at the front let the people in the front and then work your way back it gets off the plane so much quicker you standing in the middle of the aisle halfway up the plane because you're trying to rush yourself it doesn't do you any good sit back down there's point. not enough plate there's not enough space on the plane to start with so you and your giant bag that you just crammed in there so to save yourself some money to you know in terms of paying for uh, uh baggage fees and not checking your bag it, i don't need to see your ass in my way because you want to hurry up and get off the plane it's your fault that your plane seat was way in the back I'm in the middle. I can't get up and get out of my seat in a normal capacity when everybody else is following the pattern. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Wait your turn. There's a theme to Shirley's Rages today. Yes. And that theme, I'm going to say it. Axel Rose sang it. Patience. Of course. Need a little patience. I have none, and everybody else needs it. Everybody. be Because, look, in today's society, we got fast internet speeds and instant coffee and have you seen these microwaves you put some in there boom it's it's hot in like 30 seconds it's crazy we have twitter we have instant access to instant information everything is in hey sometimes you gotta you gotta take a breath you have instant coffee you gotta relax i just said that instant tea instantly instantly instant instant gram all Uh, right (laughs) well done sir (laughs) just uh just sit your ass back down. You're not getting off the plane any I, faster. Charlie, I'm trying to be polite about it. Just relax, people. No. I'm, you're it's telling good. people to relax. I'm telling people, I want to get off the plane, too. But you, coming from the back and holding everybody up. They need to relax. They need to sit their ass back down okay. because I can't get off the plane. And that means I have to wait for you to go by before I can get up and get my luggage out of the compartment. No. Do it like normal folks do. Work your way back. Wait for everyone else. Right. You're sitting in the back of the plane. I'm in the middle of the plane. I should not see you at any point in time come up to my section of the plane. Sit down. I know it's not the David Price construction countdown to kick off, but I need the hard hat. We need the hard hats. Anger management, rage room, whatever's making you furious, you can get all that anger out in a safe way and really a fun way. Mm-hmm. Greenville's premier rage room. Go ahead and book your therapy session today. Anger, M-G-M-T-N-C. I need to hit something. And don't forget, if you have anything that you don't need anymore, they will take donations. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. One of our listeners, Susan Deans, I believe said it was a television she donated. Television, microwave, computer, whatever. Whatever. Hey, whatever works or doesn't work. So, Shirley, do you feel better now? I feel better, but the next time I get on a plane, I'm going to punch somebody if they I, come up from the back of the plane I and try to do that. This had the opposite effect. Now Shirley's angry as we leave the show. I, I think that's what's happening <laughs> Oh, no, <here>. I'm fine. <laughs> 
right. No, C- I'm fine. CJ, if I was if let, I was still angry, I'd be yelling at you, CJ. And let's, I'm not doing uh, that. let's wrap up the show and rush out of here and get in Shirley's way <laughs> as we exit the studio. Oh my! There's God. only there's only one alleyway right here. We'll sit in it. <laughs> uh, I got I got a volleyball game. I got to call. What's that mean, folks? We'll see you Monday, three o'clock. Are you showing up at yours eight hours early like Chandler, or are you going to get there at a normal time? No, I'm going to get... <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know one more I in. am going to laugh hysterically if I walk in there and he's still in there. I hope he is. Please heckle him for me. All right. We'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock on a Players Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Road, CJ Schaefer, and the crew. I'm Cliff Brock. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football tomorrow, folks. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.